Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 7th of February 2017. This is episode 356 of The Gap. I'm Luke Laurie and Job Gilroy is here. How did you fuck it up again? You fucked it up again. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You just did Perfect. the whole... You, you were way too heavy on the whole Job Gilroy bit. That's yeah, I just... slowed it down this time. Uh-huh, I've okay. still got like chocolate in my mouth. So. <laughs> Do you have chocolate for dinner? I had uh, two... You're living like, that bachelor life again or something. I had two chocolate flakes. Two chocolate flakes? It's <laughs> why the fuck not, hey? Um, uh, what do you like? you like, oh, I don't have diabetes. I need to get it quick. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it gets stuck in places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, How you going, all right? <laughs> I am okay. You watched some football yesterday? Uh, football? Oh, yeah, I did watch football. I I have hacked the football. You've hacked it. I've hacked it. I've I've life hacked the football. Yeah. Uh, what you do is you watch uh, the entire thing in streamable chunks, mm-hmm. uh, and you can watch the entire like all the all the parts worth watching. Uh, probably 30 minutes after it ends and you can still join in on all the festivities. You can still be all, holy shit, I can't believe they came back because you've watched. But you just have to watch it in, in tiny 20-second long chunks. You just kind of like uh, like alt forward to skip like 10 seconds forward to see what's going on. No, 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 no. You just like, if like people will clip every single play up onto streamable. Oh, okay. Because every stream, uh, every like play is about twenty to twenty-five seconds long, mm. if that. Uh, yeah, you get to see you, you watch twenty seconds of football, do some work, come back about fifteen minutes later, watch another twenty seconds, go back to work, and you get to see the entire thing that way. Um, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I th- uh, yeah, I think I think I was yeah maybe twenty-five minutes behind the rest of the world in being very surprised that the Pats managed to come back. And uh, about the same time uh, with my beliefs that the fucking overtime rules in the NFL are fucking idiotic. But I knew you were going to bring this up because it's like, holy fuck, it's like Overwatch all over again. It is the dumbest bullshit <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, you, you literally just, coin flip. It was a coin flip. <laughs> Someone posted up the stats because the way college football does it is uh, it... it gives both teams a chance right mm-hmm. both teams both offenses a touch of the ball yeah um someone has crunched the numbers and apparently in overtime situations uh there is a one percent uh higher chance that the team that goes second will win than there is a ch- like that the team that goes first will win under nfl rules so under nfl rules there's no like the uh, other team gets a, a chance as well. There's none, none of that rule. There's a 54% chance that the team that goes first will win. Mm-hmm. So that is above 50, which isn't great. Uh, in college football rules, there is a 55% chance that the team that goes second will win because they then know what they have to do to win. If, if the team that went first didn't actually manage to get a touchdown in their drive... The team that goes second knows they just need a field goal. They know the extent mm-hmm. of effort that they have to put in. But that doesn't 
I, like to me, that doesn't matter. That is, it's not perfectly balanced, but that doesn't mean it's unbalanced, right? The reality is the decision, like the results aren't decided on, on the coin flip. They are just, uh, I don't know. The coin flip, you flip the coin, you get heads, you call heads. Yep. Luke calls heads, I call tails. It, it goes on heads. Luke then decides to go second because he knows that the odds are in his favor if he is also going to get a chance or he chooses or you choose to go first mm-hmm. because we're playing by NFL rules, right? My problem is it's not competitive. It's not interesting to watch and it's dumb as fuck. Like, it's just nobody wants it was decided on the coin flip yeah yeah do you think they'll change the rules <laughs> they might look uh, at this and be like ah. uh, apparently they did for a little while and they went back to these dumb fucking rules so I guess not yeah they should have though I mean yeah one of the things like I've been arguing on the internet about this and uh, one of the things almost exclusively Pats fans keep saying uh, is, uh, well, you know, Atlanta shouldn't have given up a fucking 28-point lead. Yeah, nobody is arguing, right, that Atlanta was fucking playing well in giving up that lead. Nobody was saying, oh, well, good on them, right? Uh, they still deserve to win because they had the lead first. Nobody said that, right? Mm-hmm. They All we're saying is it shouldn't come down to a fucking coin flip at the end. You f- but, yeah, Patriots fans, they just they're just happy to win. I mean, I don't know why, because they've done it a lot, but yeah, whatever. Do you think they really should change the rule to, you know how, like, if it's a, if it's two-point goal, then the other team gets a, a, to have an attack as well? Yeah. Um, should it be changed to the other team gets an attack regardless of whether or not it's it's a kick or if it's a try? Uh, yes. And then that- if they don't score, then that's it. I guess the the... the the negatives about that is it kind of impacts the whole like um you know ending the game on like a high on like a a try um that kind of gets removed if it doesn't happen and they want to yeah i I could see that maybe that's why they wouldn't do it but um i do think it makes it a bit more fair yeah what are you what are you playing for here are you playing for some fucking are you playing for TV audience horse shit or are you playing like are you playing for fucking highlight reels or are you playing for a fucking competitive sport environment because if it's a competitive sport environment then both teams should get a fucking touch of the ball hmm. both offenses should get a touch of the fucking ball I mean like yeah yeah I mean like we can compare this to basketball was it this week or last week where there was like five overtime who was it the Knicks and <laughs> fucking somebody was it, it was Philly yeah, I think it was the 76ers, yeah. Five overtimes. Five, four, four overtimes. Uh, and, yeah, just kept going back and forth until eventually I thought it was fucking neck and neck the whole way, eh? People worry that, like, one of the other, like, concerns is that, like, football players will get too tired to continue because, you know, it's a lot of effort to run for 15 seconds and then stop. But, like, they don't have to do it after this game. It's fucking done. Just leave it all out there. They're getting paid a billion fucking dollars. Like, just fucking run for a bit, okay? Oh, oh you're going to do another couple? Oh, no one cares. Just fucking throw it, throw it out there and trying to win the Super Bowl, motherfuckers. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Yeah. A little bit longer. It doesn't really matter. It was Atlanta <laughs> and the Knicks. All oh, right. Uh, lo- yeah. 
Did Atlanta win? Uh, I think they did because it wasn't like the entire starters for Knicks got fouled out or something. They did, yes. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's awesome. That's how it should be. Like, give them fucking five minutes. Put five minutes on the clock and then just keep fucking going until you get a winner. None of yeah. this, like, sudden death horseshit. Like, I, I think the problem is that, like, time management is such a huge part of, uh, of you think they just football. Slow down? Like, yeah, they would. They absolutely would. And it'd be so much worse than fucking in basketball, basketball's time management. Like, that's my problem with the football is that, like, that last three minutes of basketball where they use all of their fucking timeouts and they try to drag it out and three minutes turns into 35 minutes, yeah, right? Because everybody's fouling and... <laughs> Exactly. Like, that has nothing on an entire game of football where, like, that is the entire fucking time. Like, they're just slowing the ball down. Uh, if we run it out, then um, there's, Stop like, the clock. The, the clock stops and all this kind of shit. Like, it's just, yeah, it's all, like, I'm not saying time management isn't a valid tactic because it obviously is, but it's just, yeah, it's exacerbated so much more in, in football than it is in other sports. Except for maybe cricket, because cricket takes five days to fucking play. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, I enjoyed. It. I, I actually didn't. I switched off Twitter and Facebook. Um, yeah. At I don't know lunchtime or something, and so I didn't know until I got home and started watching it. I was like, "Holy fuck, this is amazing!" Were you skipping through shit or? No, I watched. Um, I watched the whole game. Wow. Yeah. So that well. was quite. It was fun. It was good to watch. I usually, uh, I usually try and watch it every year, but um, yeah, it's usually all right. And then I always get the questions asked, like, how do you know what the rules are? I'm like, well, I played a fuckload of Madden when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I know the rules as well. Yeah. Uh, you did call them a try. Yeah, I did, didn't I? You did call it a try. Uh, and you used some other football term as well, some other rugby term. Um, but yeah, I guess that's probably because I don't watch rugby either. Ah, and you can't play those sports games, so... Actually, that's something I didn't put on the list. I've been playing a fucking Big Ant game. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Let's talk about a video game. I've been playing a Big Ant game. It is called uh, Big Bash 2016 on the mobile. (laughs) Okay. And it's basically a Big Bash cricket game. Uh, But it's, you know, it's a mobile game. Uh... And I don't hate it. What? What? Doesn't matter, uh, Job. You're still an oxygen thief. I am. It's true. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually like the the I guess model that they have created over the years for their cricket games translates pretty well to uh mobile like they've done a lot of like obviously they've done a lot of work to make it work in the mobile setting but yeah basically i mean it's big bash so it's at most 20 overs but it's just sort of you swipe uh and whatever direction you swipe in that's the direction you hit it in so it's basically just about timing your swipes so that you swing as hard as possible at the right time. You work out different timing based on the speed of the ball, like the speed of the bowl. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, and so that, that, you know, 
if they they've been bowling quick the entire time and then suddenly they bowl really slow, then that can throw out your timing and you'll fuck it up and maybe get caught and you'll lose a a battle. And then when you switch to the uh, the bowling side, uh, basically you direct where you want to like the ball to impact with the ground to bounce, and then uh, you swipe to try to like affects how much how how fast it goes uh you do that basically by swiping when they reach the uh i can't remember the cricket term like the fucking dead ball line or whatever the fuck it is the place where you have to cross uh your bat over the line to the try the try yeah the try line uh and uh yeah you cross your bat over the try line and uh yeah so as a bowler you run up to that try line and you throw the the ball down the pitch and uh when you get to the try line that's when you swipe to indicate the amount of power and so there's timing involved in that as well um and obviously there's strategy involved based on you know how you're gonna uh how fast you're gonna go like you can use the same tactics that i just talked about like bowling four fast ones and then a really slow one just to throw up the timing shit like that uh but you can also put some spin on it by swiping in different directions with the, when you're bowling, um, stuff like that. It's not a hard game. I didn't find it particularly difficult. I didn't find the AI to be particularly smart, um, but that's okay. It's just sort of one of those mindless games that you play while you're on the toilet or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just trying to kill some time. Um, yeah, it's pretty good for that. And, yeah, um, I don't mind it. Like, there's, there's shit. Like, there's, it's, it's a big ant game i mean there's some stuff in it that's just garbage but like there's this it's got this habit of uh indicating that you've like the there's these fireworks that go off every time you uh hit a boundary uh and sometimes you'll hit it and it will not have made the boundary it won't even be fucking close to the boundary but the fireworks will go off <laughs> like well beforehand. You're like, oh, okay, that's a boundary. It's not like you've got to run or anything, so it's not like an advantage for you to know that you no longer have to run. But yeah, just sort of like the the game is well and truly decided that you've you've hit a four well before it's evident on the screen or anything like that, which means those two things are independent. Uh, and th- like that sort of calls into question a lot of stuff about the game like uh it seems like uh field positioning is critical but you can't change field positioning because it's a mobile game and they don't i guess want to uh make things more complicated than necessary so uh yeah they don't give you the option to do that which means i don't know you just sort of fucking you don't you just if they hit it into an area where like you don't have anyone they they can just keep doing it and you'll just have to sit there and watch and that's a bit of a pain in the dick but uh yeah I don't know otherwise it's it's okay sure cool yeah yep that's it big bash 2016 I give it a not bad out of 10 okay hmm Fair enough. Um, what else should we talk about? What else you got here? Think of the children. Oh, with RTX, I guess. We played it there, right? Sure. 
You don't remember? <laughs> I do remember. I said, sure. Yeah. Uh, so we went to RTX on um, over the weekend. Yep. Uh, on Saturday, which is the Rooster Teeth Expo. Um, yep. It's the first one that's been held in the new convention center in Sydney, uh, which is uh, which was quite good, actually. They had Echo on there this year, which was uh, a big complaint of some of the things that happened last year. Sure. Um, neither of us went to that, but I heard a lot of feedback about it. Uh, and they had an indie area in there, and one of the games we played was Think of the Children, which is uh, like this four-player um, co-op game where you're trying to stop kids from killing themselves. And the I guess it's in this like art style of pixelated, like um, top-down isometric view, um, like all cutesy and stuff like that. A little bit crossy road, I thought. Like not as voxely, but yeah, close, like, close to it. Similar color palette, and yeah, a little bit more like. A little bit further back, and so a few a few more voxels to create the uh, the I don't know models, but otherwise that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's a co-op experience, but you're also earning points. To, so that's I guess how you're determined a winner, or at least uh, the person that that uh, gets the highest score. Um, it's very simple. There's like I don't know, like two buttons. There's a, a shout button. Uh, which we didn't really <laughs> understand how that worked. We didn't really no. get told what we were supposed to be doing other than just stop the kids from doing stuff. Um, but there's a shout button and there's a grab button and then obviously uh, running around and whatnot. So, yeah, you, you're supposed to pick up the kids and uh, they kind of just run around the, the environment on the screen and they're trying to... Um, you got to stop them from getting killed from certain objects within the environment. It could be like a barbecue that they could set themselves on fire or like a swimming pool or um, child services could come and take them away or get run over by a car, like all these diff- different types of things that happen within the environment to, to get them uh, sent out of there. Yeah. Pecked to death by seagulls, mm. uh, a sandpit for some reason. Yeah. Yep. Never really worked out what the sandpit was doing, but no, yeah. there, there was stuff like setting um, picnic benches and setting up, uh, yeah, as you said, sandcastles, um, like beach towels. That seemed to be stuff in there that you kind of um, like construct within in the environment, and I think it maybe kept the kids busy for a little while, but we weren't really told <laughs> how that worked either. So yeah. Um, it's that seemed to be like a mechanic that was in there, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, so, yeah, quite a simple little game. Um, we played two maps. One was a like a playground. The other one was the beach. And I think I think we did pretty well, right? We I think we got like one kid killed the second game. Yeah, didn't do quite too good the first one. No, no, kind of just figuring out what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were just working it out as we went along, and then second game we sort of worked it out, jumped in, nailed it. I think we got an A plus. We did, yes, we did get an A plus. Yeah, so only I mean, one dead kid. True. I mean, you'd think an A plus would involve no dead kids, but <laughs> but hey, we'll take it. Yeah, fuck yeah. But yeah, um, what do you think? Like, pretty simple concept, right? <laughs> 
Dude, I liked it. I, th- I think it's got, like, overcooked potential, provided it has enough uh, levels and stuff to play. Like, as long as it's not just, like, three or four levels, uh, if it's, like, the, I don't know, the breadth that uh, Overcooked has with its, like, literally dozens of levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game is going to fucking slay. Uh, it's just it's just funny. Like, you just... It's, it's a funny, fun game where you feel like you are, like, at the same time cooperating and competing. And that, to me, uh, is, like, that perfect couch co-op scenario where, yeah, you're, like, you're duking it out and yet you're also trying to work together like you're i was sort of like concentrating on telling you to do shit but also trying to do some like a bunch of shit myself i i did i wanted to make sure i was doing as much as i could so that you didn't wind up winning you still won but like i was trying to like not tell you to do shit Mm. on some occasions and yeah i don't know just i don't know skill yeah seems fun um i i'd like to see the price tag on it though <laughs> sure is, yeah before i'd go around recommending it and being like yeah yeah definitely pick that up um yeah but it seems fun seemed like a lot of fun i mean yeah that's like I, I need to see the full fucking game i guess right like but like that's that's what i'm saying right if it's overcooked price with overcooked amount of content then I think it's a no-brainer. As long as you've got other people to play it on the couch with. Hmm. But, like, yeah, if you're looking for a couch golf game, and I think they're coming back, I think they're doing really good things, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I think, fuck. Like, you'd be crazy. Crazy to let it slip. But, yeah, that's what I got. Yep. Anyway. Um, did you play anything else while you were there? Uh, I played a game called Blind. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Blind is a, it's a VR game, VR only title, uh, where you play a blind girl. And so the entire world is dark, which is pretty freaky. But you use the VR motion controller things to like tap stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you pull a certain trigger, you can like equip your your like tapping stick you can tap things and it'll send vibrations out and yeah like daredevil's fucking sight you like that creates a picture for you and uh yeah it's it's like this weird like it's it's actually really cool because you sort of forget that you're blind like you'll be just concentrating on a on a like puzzle trying to work it out, trying to work out what you need to do. You And, yeah, you're not, like, paying shitloads of attention. And then you turn turn around and everything's pitch black. And you're like, oh, right, okay. And uh, you very quickly, like, already have, like, basic memories of where, I, like, items are and stuff so that you don't – you're not walking into a desk and stuff like that. You sort of – you control it by turning, like, you want to be – only looking around with VR and you want to be moving and turning with uh, thumbsticks on the VR controllers, like the motion controllers. And I don't know if I like that. I understand why they need to do that because, you know, you don't want to choke yourself with a fucking VR headset cord. But 
yeah, I don't know if it's the best way to move because it feels sort of less far less immersive Mm -hmm. if you're moving forward and backwards uh especially if you have to correct yourself because you've turned like 45 degrees to the right uh, and then turned your head another 45 degrees to the right so that you're technically your head is facing 90 degrees uh because you always move forward relative to your current looking direction um that can be a bit of a pain in the ass when you reset to just sort of standing correct, the correct direction and stuff. But uh, it is it is like atmospheric as fuck, and it does a really good job of using that atmosphere to create, uh, I guess, dramatic tension. And uh, yeah, like sort of, I think it's going to be like a thriller, like not a horror game, I guess, but going to have some scares in it and stuff like that and yeah pretty good mm. so it does it seem to be just more like a um exploration type game yeah it's all puzzles and stuff like that and you're wandering around this big house and trying to work out where your family is and stuff like that but yeah there's horror elements involved so horror exploration i guess yeah so, um, are they doing that without VR, do you know, or is it... No, it's VR only. Right. There is another game where you play a blind person uh, called Perception. That's being made by some, like, ex-Bioware devs and stuff. And uh, that one is not VR only, I believe. But, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, we also played some Nintendo Switch we did there was a big switch booth at rtx actually yeah uh and it seemed like a really solid opportunity for people to get hands on with the the platform before release uh what'd you think um it hasn't convinced me to buy to go out and buy a switch yeah um i think the I think the hardware definitely feels like it doesn't feel cheap. It, it feels pretty solid. Um, but in saying that, it is a little bit hard to tell because a lot of the stuff was strapped down. Uh, so we played like Mario Kart and um, having that kind of in your hands rather than on the screen, like it, using it as a portable device was, um, yeah, it felt good. Um, it didn't feel like a cheap, uh, like a cheap piece of hardware. And the screen was really nice. It kind of just, um, yeah, just seemed, seemed to fit in your hands really well. So I think the actual design of it seems to be pretty good. Um, but it's the games and the software for me that hasn't uh, hasn't really sold me on it yet. So, I mean, Mario Kart is Mario Kart. It's, it's, it's an old, you know, it's an older Wii U game. Um, that was still fun to play, but really it's just more Mario Kart. Um, and we played... One Two Switch, which is just like a series of mini games, and yep. that stuff is, I guess, interesting to kind of jump in and play. But it's not something you keep going back to. Yeah, it's kind of a all right. We play this for five minutes and we're done. Um, so with that one, we played. Uh, uh, I don't even know if these games have fucking names. Um, we played the cowboy, the cowboy game, like Quick Draw. Quick Draw, yeah. 
Is that its name? I don't know. That's what I'd call it. Um, sure. Quick draw away. You hold a like one of the controllers in your hand, the other, and someone stands across from you, and they've got another controller in their hand. And then you're listening for um, like uh, uh, notifications from the actual device to uh, to draw. And then when it says that, you basically lift your controller up from the side and then pull the trigger at the other person, uh, signifying you've like shot them. And uh, and that's pretty much the game. <laughs> I got destroyed at that. I, I, you got fucking ruined. Yeah, I was actually worried. I thought like maybe you were like, well, is there some sort of wasting disease that people get where their reaction times are just so much slower that it's almost terrifying? Like some sort of yeah, some sort of maybe you had like prions. That's what I thought. Like uh, that fucking and mouth disease or whatever the cows had mad cow disease maybe your brain was breaking down in real time and i was watching it happen i was pretty pretty terrifying for me to be honest like it was scary as fuck because i i thought holy shit uh he's just he's dying here right like he's, he's got no chance and i'm not i don't even feel like i'm that quick like i'm obviously quick and if i if i was in the wild west I would have been a fucking gunslinger like nothing else. <laughs> I already worked out how I'd do it. Like, everyone's always like, oh, yeah, let's go out into the street. Do, 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 draw. And then you fire, right? Nah, nah. Right, first of all, I was straight from the hip. Like, just fucking whooshed. Didn't even fucking matter. Like, standing up and I just twist, twist the hand. Didn't, didn't pull the hand up and fire or anything like that. Just straight from the hip, bang. Perfect accuracy every single time. The other thing I do, if I was in the Wild West, what I do <laughs> is if there was some dude, like some uh, gangster, this is my fly girl. Uh, here's the four one one on what I'd do. Instead of fighting him out in the street at high noon, right? I would go up to his house while he was asleep, and then I would stab him in the throat a bunch. Like, assuming that I was like, uh, I guess, twisted enough by life on the land to uh, decide that murder was one of the best ways to go about things, then that's what I assume I'd do as opposed to finding people in the fucking street where anything could happen. I mean, what if I accidentally missed once? I mean, it never happened when you and I fought. No. But, like, it might happen eventually. You missed a bunch, actually. Yeah. Um, So that was my other thing that I noticed with the game is that it's a... it either needs a lot of calibration or the um or it like kind of degrades over time because pretty much all of my shots bar one it indicated that i shot the floor um and then on the last one what i did was on purpose i did it slower <laughs> and yet somehow that said i shot the roof and i'm like oh, okay yeah something's weird but i noticed that with one of the other games we played later which is arms that um, they're very fidgety or something's just not right with them, uh, these controllers. So I, I don't know if it's just because, you know, stacks of people playing them or if it just needs to be calibrated a lot or if, um, you know, how it's doing that gyro sensing. I just, I'm not sure. It just didn't seem to be working as great as what uh, I think it could be. My, like, here, here's my thing right with that is that um i it never said i missed hmm. so it could just be my one controller i don't know m- maybe you were just missing i don't know 
Uh, maybe you were trying to go so fast that you were like shooting the ground. Like you were trying to do the hip draw technique that I, I was smashing out of the park, but you were like pulling the trigger too early and you just shoot the fucking ground. Yeah, but that's why in the last one I tried it without like purposefully aiming it directly at you and then shooting. And then it said I shot like at the roof somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then what, like when we played arms... True. That was just fucking all over the place. Arms felt well off. Like, I, I don't know what that was, what was going on there. Like, I I don't know. I felt like, at, like, I think you won that, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just sort of felt to me like uh, we boxing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I understand that there is, uh, like, there is a degree of strategy involved and you can like pick your different gloves or your different fighters and stuff like that. But it just felt to me like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see, I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't imagine that I'd go much deeper than just flailing manically yeah. at my opponent to see what we could make happen. Yeah. So arms is a, um, a two player, like beat em up. Um, where you hold the uh, controller in each hand and you swing, like actually physically swing in order to um, like punch the enemy on the screen. Uh, so you can either uh, swing both hands and that'll initiate like a grab um, or you can swing one hand on the other and that kind of does a punch. But you can also like bullet punch. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what are we calling it? Um, uh, what... What? What do they call it? Like, uh, fucking, what's that Angelina Jolie film? Oh, yeah, Wanted. Where they're like fucking curving. Yeah, curving bullets. But you're like curving punches where uh, you kind of throw out a punch, but as the punch is kind of swinging through the air, you can make it curve around the place and not necessarily, you know, go straight ahead. Um, So you can do that sort of stuff. And then you can also control your uh, character as well which unlike Wii Sports Tennis or whatever um, that kind of just ran around whereas this one you can maneuver yourself by um, using the like the, the controllers to like motion in which way you want to go so I guess that's a bit you know got, got a bit more fidelity in terms of being able to move and, and that sort of stuff but even like blocking I found being the biggest problem they didn't really teach us how to block but the dude next to us was like oh yeah you do this to block uh, but pretty much, I don't know, 80% of the time I tried to block, he would, my guy would throw a punch instead. And mm. it's a different movement. Like I'm not, um, so to, in order to block, he was saying you need to bring up the controllers to your chest and like cross your arms. Right. And every time I would do that and I was doing it like some, towards the end of the game, I was doing it really fucking slowly to not make this happen. But, uh, my guy would throw a punch every, pretty much every single time. Um, so like you would start attacking me and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to, you know, block this attack. But instead my guy throws a punch and now I'm just wide open and I'm standing there not being able to do anything. Um, so that was quite annoying and it seemed to happen most of the time where, um, he would throw a punch rather than block. Sometimes it, the block would initiate, but I didn't really understand what I was doing, uh, wrong, (laughs) Uh, so it, it was either like another calibration thing or it was way too sensitive or 
yeah, you know, I just I'm just not sure. Did you manage to do any blocks at all? I don't think you did. I didn't see any from you. I pulled one block and I didn't do it on purpose. As the fights continued, uh, I was bringing my hands up closer to my chest. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to just hanging, like when we started, I was just sort of flicking uh, down low. But yeah, as the fights continued, I brought my hands up close to my chest. I never crossed my hands to do some sort of block or anything. Uh, I think just sort of a natural motion of bringing my hands up sort of boxing style because I was getting ready to do flurries, uh, wee boxing style, which you do, I do up close to my face because it feels too much like wanking two dudes who've got dicks on my thighs if I do it down low. So I do it up face, up top. So it's more like wanking two dudes who've got dicks on my face, I suppose. I hadn't really thought about why I do these things in different manners <laughs> and I got halfway into that explanation before I realized uh that I was wanking two dudes off but uh yeah anyway uh yeah so it, it blocked and I couldn't work out why uh and I didn't block any other time and uh is that why I lost I don't know I don't think so well, I, think I didn't the reason why I, <laughs> yeah I think the re- I think you blocked like twice successfully blocked twice and I don't know if you're doing it on purpose but yeah uh yeah I don't know just felt like I don't know I wasn't crazy about it um, I played uh, some Street Fighter 2 HD. Yep. Ultimate Street Fighter 2 HD or whatever the fuck. Um, against Burnout, a, um, a fighting game pro guy that they had. Yeah, how'd there. that go? Uh, I came a fucking sliver, a sliver away from beating him. Because hmm. bitches don't, bitches don't realize that, you know, Street Fighter 2... I actually played a lot of Street Fighter 2. Come on. Come on. But you were playing Ryu, so... Have some respect. Yeah, I'm allowed to play Ryu. He played fucking... He played Ryu for our first game, and then he played Evil Ken the second game. So, yeah. It was the first time he strayed away from the fucking... The archetype. Uh, The first game, he ruined me, because I didn't get to pick my character. second game, uh, I went blanker and uh, beat him in the first round. And uh, then came a sliver off beating him in the second round and got destroyed in the third round. But uh, I was cheesing my balls off. Uh, And he didn't have... I was surprised. I thought his tactics for dealing with Blanker Spam were not the best, to be honest. Mm. But, uh, yeah, then Ryu. Yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't, like... I wasn't. I think he was quite used to the, the pro controller thumb pad, and I wasn't used to it, so I wasn't able to. I would have. I guarantee you, I would have won if I'd been able to fucking do uh, dragon up cut on command. But I just couldn't fucking make it work. Yeah. Um. And I timed him. I timed him, and then I like fucking stood and punched instead of fucking up cutting. It was pretty pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it looks good. It looks. It plays fine. Um. You know, all that Switch stuff works well, so you could, like, theoretically, you could grab it, uh, take it away from its dock, make sure it's not on, obviously. Yep. Turn it on when you got to the cinemas, we could be sitting next to each other and play some Street Fighter. Mm. Until, like, so watching the, trailers. Instead of, like, the 45 minutes of ads and trailers. Yeah. Neither of which we watch. So, uh, yeah. Um, that's, like, that's actually... Uh, Real world use case that I 
can see appealing. Like, I actually understand as an appealing fucking option, to be honest. Uh, it doesn't have to be Street Fighter, obviously. It's basically any of the games that you can take away in handheld mode, whatever the fuck they call it. I called it... I played Zelda on the Switch, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I asked if we could switch to tablet mode and they very pointedly told me there is no such thing as tablet mode uh and i'm like okay we'll just fucking put it on the small screen it's uh, not a small screen fucking <laughs> seems like semantics for no reason but whatever uh anyway so uh yeah played zelda it was the one i'd already done but uh i got to experiment a little bit more there's like even crazier shit you can go experience if you like uh right from the get-go um unskippable like dialogue at the start though drives me bananas just bananas anyway and uh yeah a bit framey seems a bit framey yeah um they, they were saying that it was the same demo as e3 um but i don't know if it's the same build uh so yeah it's possible it's an old build but still like it was um yeah it looked like it was dropping frames hmm yeah definitely it was definitely a bit framing and i don't usually notice like right like we i think we've covered this a billion times on the podcast but i don't usually notice if there's fucking frame drops unless they're pretty significant and i was noticing frame drops so not Great. Apparently, we went gold this week. Okay, cool. So, um, well, you'd want to hope so, right? <laughs> true. But yeah. Yep. Anyway. Um, we also played the Ninja Samurai game. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, right. Let's go with that. Where you, uh, where you both stand across from each other. One person swings a sword, which isn't really a sword. It's just you holding controller up in the air. Yep. And then um, you kind of just motion down like a sword swing. And the other person has to try and catch it by clapping. Uh, yep. I don't know if there's yep. much else to say about that. That was also another thing that kind of seemed like it was sort of working, but not working sometimes. Uh, yeah, there were some instances where like... Especially when you were strike when you were striking with the sword, mm. uh, there were instances where your motion was apparently not enough. Like I was clapping okay, although I had to fucking take my wedding ring off because <laughs> you, you clap because you, you're holding a fucking controller when you clap. You have to like sort of uh, I don't know, like clap with one fist into your other open hand and uh, yeah. I kept like smacking my knuckle onto my wedding ring um, but yeah uh, yeah you'd strike you would take your strike and I'd clap and I'd clap I felt in time but you wouldn't have sh- like struck at all so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of weird um, that was another instance of like this controller seems a bit off so uh, yeah I don't know I don't know. It's just super strange. Um, but the other one we played was the uh, guessing how many balls is in your box. True. Balls in the box game. Balls in the box, uh, which uses their HD rumble. Yep. Um, and with this one, each person holds a controller in their hand. And the um, 
the the rumble sensation kind of is uh, simulated by how many balls are in this box. You got to guess on the screen how many there are. Um, it was interesting. It definitely feels like a different type of rumble that we've used in controllers before. Uh, it did seem pretty cool, but I don't know like what you would kind of do with that in terms of game mechanics or even if it's like, yeah. It, like, it's awesome that that's there, but what would you really use it for in, you know, in inside a video game? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a really minute use case type thing. Like, if you're going to build that into your game, right? Uh... Like what are all happens? Nintendo games gonna have this ball fucking guessing game? Like Yeah, because Zelda's not, right? <laughs> yeah. So the new Zelda won't. I guess the new Mario might. But yeah, you can't really do it in like other games because unless you do it as a like minute gimmick that doesn't really impact gameplay very much, because otherwise you can't sell any of those games on any other platform. So yeah, unless you're making Nintendo exclusives, which last I checked the only people doing that on Nintendo, then yeah, it's only going to be a Nintendo game. So seems like a waste. Yeah. It still felt really cool though. Like definitely a step up from anything we've had in the past in a controller. True. At least as far as I know. Um, because I haven't used the, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure the steam controllers. Does it have anything like that in there? I know it's got like haptic feedback on the actual, um, you know, the, the buttons, but, Nothing close to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I like I thought it was pretty cool, but I, I wasn't really f- feeling it. I mean, I can't imagine a scenario where I need to feel the ice cubes in the glass or whatever the fuck. So... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, it's, it seemed like the sort of thing they were saying about it was, like, before we entered, was, oh, once you, like, once you feel this thing, like, it just turns people into believers. And I believe it exists, but I just don't see why, I guess. Yeah, anyway. Cool. I don't know. Um, was that all we played while we were there for Nintendo? I believe so, yes. I think it was. So, what do you think of the, the hardware? Are you, are you sold on it yet? Like, are you getting one? Where are you at? Because last we talked about it, you weren't going to get one. Uh, yeah, I'm still not going to get one. I mean, I, th- I think the, the software library has grown a little bit. Like, more people are pledging to build games for it, I suppose, because the hardware is capable enough that they don't have to, like, rely on old-gen shit. But I don't see why I would. I might get it for Mario down the track yeah yeah I, I think down the track I can definitely see myself picking one up yeah. for probably um, Mario and Zelda yeah but for me at the moment it's not a uh, five six hundred dollar purchase just to play Zelda that's basically it yeah because um, that's all I would play is Zelda and I can't yeah. justify that um, it seems like the general consensus is that if you are buying this um piece of hardware that you're going to want the pro controller as well because that's you know the type of controller you want to use for that game and you know that you're buy the game as well and that's another 100 and what 150 
160 yeah. bucks on top of you know on top of just buying the console so yeah I, I just don't think it's for me it's it's not worth it I'm not going to get enough out of it right like yeah. do you, I mean you don't even get one to switch right and that's so, nuts. that's crazy like that I, crazy I don't know who is buying one to switch and, and says like yeah this is going to be the game I play for uh, like we didn't even get to play the milking game um, yeah, but bummer. Yeah. Now I'll never play it. <laughs> um, like I wouldn't even buy Arms. I don't even think Arms is worth the purchase because, like, I didn't even play Wii Boxing all that much when it was a fucking part of Wii Sports, mm-hmm. and that's all Arms is to me. I, I, you know, I know fighting game fans feel like it's something more, but it's just not there for me. I, I, I feel like fighting game the fighting game community is latched onto this game for memes instead of dreams. They're in it because it's like some goofy shit, not because and like people will find ways to enjoy it mm-hmm. because of course they will. Like and I don't think people shouldn't be able to enjoy it. I just don't think yeah, it's an inherently spectacular game, but that's sort of how it's being touted. When really it just, uh, yeah, I guess you know the the comeback would be well you can button mash in fighting games and just as like the same as you can flail maniacally in arms and and still win and that doesn't mean there's no strategy in fighting games but yeah I don't know if like it just felt off when we were playing it it didn't feel, like the reason I wound up feeling like flailing was a valid game plan was because i felt like trying to strike uh precisely (laughs) yeah precisely wasn't worth the effort wasn't like the payoff wasn't there for it so Hmm. yeah because it kind of just leaves you in the open and you're waiting for this arm to sort of get to its target and then retract and by that time it's like well i'm just standing here doing nothing now yeah yeah uh so i don't know I'm sure people, a lot of people out there will, it'll be the console they want to get. But um, for me, it's something that I can see getting later on down the track. Yep. Cool. Um, did you see anything else at RTX that you played? No. No. What did you think of it? Um, I guess the Expos. First year you've been, first year I've been. True. Uh, the convention center is pretty good. Yeah, um, I, I like that. Um, it's it's a nice joint, like all that kind of stuff. Everyone like the lines for it were huge, which is cool. Um, people seem friendly enough. Uh, it seems to be very much a fan expo though, and I am clearly too old. I'm very clearly too old to understand it because none of that makes sense to me. I mean. I guess the alternative is that I made a stand outside the room where Kojima was being interviewed <laughs> yeah. for 10 minutes just so I could get a glimpse of the man. But, uh, like, that's different. Like, it's different to me. It's different to me per- like on a personal scale. But I'm not saying it's inherently different. Like, people who think that the Rooster Teeth people hold the same sort of creative influence over them then, of course, they'd want to go, like, to RTX to get a glimpse of them. You know, yeah. that... 
Do, so did you watch any Red versus Blue back in the day or, or not? Yeah, I watched Red vs. Blue. I, you know, I, it was funny enough. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've never really, like, it, that shit's never really clicked with me, the whole, I don't know. They, like, that is, that's religious worship that they've got going on. That's not like fucking normal shit. That is me and Kojima style. Holy shit. There goes my fucking God shit going on. Not fucking, oh my God, this, this dude's my favorite YouTuber or whatever the fuck. And so it's different. I, I think it's not like, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's fundamentally a different sort of thing. Like the way I see them. I mean, like I just don't see them on that level. I think they're very clever, like obviously very clever. I just don't, yeah, think that they are that amazing the way it, clearly everyone who paid money to go to RTX must. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think I said this before, but I think next year will be a lot bigger. Um, there's definitely like a, a presence there. Um, yeah. As you said, the lines were ridiculous. When I got there at, um, you got there, I think, at 10. Yep. which is when it opens. I got there at 11 because I had slept in um, thanks to this heat. So I got there at 11 and there was still like thousands of people light, lighting up to get in. Mm. Um, and when you get in there, there's thousands of people walking around. There's a lot of, you know, um, a lot of booths there. There's plenty of space still to be to be filled up. So I think once the local publishers kind of get a whiff for this... Um, definitely something they i'd be interested in because i think microsoft was there this year with um halo wars uh yep i'm not sure if they had anything else i think they might have but i'd heard someone said halo wars uh nintendo was there that was pretty much it right in terms of the big the big publishers yeah devolver digital and uh surprise attack slash double jump they were there like showing off some indie games and stuff like that but yep. uh, yeah otherwise I don't like it I don't know it wasn't hectic on the old video games yeah games front but yeah yeah I, I think next year it, once the publishers kind of see that this has a big like marketing push behind it they can um, jump in there and we might see some more stuff hopefully um yeah because uh, it seems like a really good convention. It's not something that I would probably go to for two days. Uh, and I think two days is a good fit. Um, but if there's panels there you want to go see, that'd be, you know, that'd be interesting at least. But I didn't really have, I was quite busy that weekend. So I didn't get a chance to go see any panels or do anything. I kind of, we went there, had a walk around, um, did our interview and then kind of, I pretty much had to bail. I had stuff on that day and, I uh, was busy the day after, so just kind of bad timing for me. I didn't even know what panels were on, to be honest, and I don't, I, I don't know that I'd go anywhere. Kojima anyway. panel? You didn't want to go to that? No, nah. <laughs> not really. No, no. Nah. Hey, you know what's something I noticed though? Something that really bugs me yep. is uh, I went to the IGN Select Awards on the. Friday. Friday, Friday, and uh, basically it was like next door to the entire thing, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, a whole 
Like, I think Nate has a bit of this in him, but, like, a whole lot of people who do what we do, because I I was lining up uh, to get in until someone pointed out that uh, I could just go to the VIP desk and tell them my name and and I'd get straight in. Uh, But I I must have lined up for about five minutes. And when I was walking in, uh, the person who told me, uh, I'm not going to, like, throw him under the bus or anything, but it, it does seem like a common sort of... Uh, attitude but like why were you lining up with the plebs the the you know the the community and like this sort of hand wavy like uh, community just i don't know it just really bums me out i think i've talked about this before i don't know that shit just really bums me out i told them uh told this person that i didn't really like that attitude but yeah i know that nate's always had a little bit of that to him i think it's like different for me and maybe i don't know if how you feel about it i'm pretty sure that you're the same as me but we both sort of came out of the community right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i think we haven't i guess forgotten now our shit no uh, i don't know man like even saying that when I got to that, uh, when I got to the convention center and saw all those thousands of people lighting up, first yeah. thing I did was walk over to one of the guardians who are there, the enforcers, or the like, the uh, community people that kind of just help out. And I was like, where, where, how do I get in <laughs> to the to the media line? Like, is there a media line here? Yeah, and but like, we yeah, were this way. we were doing shit, right? Like, we're there to do shit. It's not like we're there for fun or whatever. Like, we're there for coverage <laughs> yeah so it's it's Whereas not like that's not the same right well. like yeah i'm there on friday night to have fun just like all the other people lining up and the line wasn't really that long like in five minutes i nearly made it to the front of the fucking line anyway so um because they like they had one person on the media desk and they had like I don't know, 10 people doing the other line so yeah it was just like uh well, i don't really see the problem like yeah, they're like at E3, the people who get in and wander around like fucking stunned mullets, like <laughs> gawking at everything. Get I the just, fuck I, out of my way. <laughs> yeah, I would like to stab literally every single one of them. Uh, but yeah, like this idea that, oh, yeah, oh, community, why are you standing near them? It just bums me out. It just bums me out to like to the max. And I, like, I can't even imagine how you'd operate. I don't know. I think I'm going on about this too much. Um, anyway, that was weird. Speaking of uh, being there to do shit. Yeah. We, t- we talked to Ashley. We did. Uh, yeah. Shall we throw to that? Uh, that sounds too hard. <laughs> what do you mean that sounds too hard? Maybe we put that like in between a break somewhere. <laughs> if it's, no, I'm, I'm saying, like, why don't we put it like here? We'll just, just randomly. No, we'll just like, and we talked to Ashley. I I did a fucking segue, motherfucker. Right. And now like what we're going to do is like listeners at home won't hear this, but we'll shut up for fucking 25 seconds. So you have like a fucking gap in the recording and where you know that we're the fucking push it. Yeah. All right. We can, we right, can do so that. We talked to Ashley. Ashley Jenkins. Jenkins. Yes. Who was, uh, who's been on the podcast before, but is now, you know, huge in Rooster Teeth, uh, and uh, she showed up with a beer in hand, even though it was only 11 o'clock in the morning. And uh, she knew. She knew. She'd been on 
some sort of podcast, no, some sort of panel where they drank. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. She's, I think she mentions it. Open all hours or something, maybe. I don't know. I don't watch any recency stuff, so none of it makes sense to me. I didn't, I don't, I didn't watch the Amazing Race either. So you guys talk about that for a bit, and I am just standing there trying to look uh, interested. Yeah. Anyway, the idea was just kind of just get her on and uh, just talk crap, try and catch it. up. Fifteen minutes of catching up the last three years. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what you're listening to. How are you going? Yeah, really good. Good. We're just winging it. Okay. We're just gonna. We're just gonna wing it. Talk shit. We can wing that shit. This is this. Yeah, yeah. I've been on the podcast I didn't need a since reason. the last time you hit me. So. <laughs> I wait. I hit you. Oh yeah. I mean, that I sounds like me. Oh, that's right. I did hit you. That's yeah, right. That's that good. was the. Uh, that was in the apartment. It had like little nice swinging arms on the microphones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like super pro shit. It was. Everyone was really like closed in, so you're easy to hit. I was actually well. I, to be fair, distance. as I recall, I warned you. you well and surely warned me but <laughs> I, the thing is I have to follow through on my threats so no one will know I mean business exactly that is the American way <laughs> uh, I was thinking I was I was thinking more like you know like Game of Thrones even oh, right. sure yeah, okay. that's, that's true yeah. uh, so Ashley Jenkins um, welcome back thank you uh, you're now at Rooster Teeth right yeah I am yeah so um, I run The Know which is the, the video game news coverage group for Rooster Teeth cool um and I guess, so you left us a couple years back, you're by ourselves. I did. Um, and since then, like, Rooster Teeth has managed to do a Sydney Expo, or RTX Sydney. Did that, like, where'd that idea come from? I've got a feeling I kind of know maybe an inkling of maybe how that started. It was, so it wasn't me. It wasn't I you? didn't do it. I would have liked to do it, uh, but I can't claim the credit. Uh, it's more that um, the, the Aussie audience for Rooster Teeth is per capita yeah. enormous uh, and all like very passionate and very friendly and also frankly we like everyone at Richard Teeth really loves Australia and fights over opportunities to come down and so we were uh, we had people coming down for you know for the various like comic cons and like Armageddon and and so on so this is, is Armageddon still on um, I think so, but it's yes. not. Is it here? It might be in a different state. I know, like, state. I remember there's, like, there's, there's all the supernovas no, that are all over the yeah, place, yeah, and, and then there's, yeah. uh, you know, and then there's, like, Yippee Expo, and so yeah. people would, like, you know, be coming down pretty much constantly anyway. Because Bernie um, and, and fighting over the opportunities. At one yeah. stage, right? Yeah, that's how I met... A couple years back. That's how I met Bernie. Yeah, we went out drinking one night, um, and we went to, a, like, an art, uh, Rooster Teeth fan thing, mm-hmm. and, like, tons of people come up. Yeah, that was the one out at, um... Fox Studios. It? Yeah, and it was like the place with the bowling. Yeah, yeah, the strike yeah. bowling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, everyone was coming down for all those sort of opportunities already, yeah. and and fighting over it basically because everyone wanted to come down. Uh, and then when we were looking for places to expand RTX to, Australia just was like it was the no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know like we know like we've got people here. We all want to come here anyway. Uh, they're all like super duper awesome. So let's do it. And so last year was the first uh, RTX Sydney. We we're just calling it RTX Australia, but I think it's just it's RTX Sydney now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with the with the new convention center, it's super nice. It's uh, right. Nice. This is yeah. like literally the first major <laughs> event being held here. Yeah, no big. Yeah, we should we right. should go like break some champagne against the outside <laughs> of the building, christen it a little bit. Well, uh, I think it was good for them to find out that they have no way of like handling queues because the queue to get in here was an hour and a half long, and it just snaked yeah. back and forth into the door and 
Yeah, there's some. Um, you know, really seen this shit coming. There's are upsides and downsides to being the first <laughs> into a new space like that. Uh, on the one hand, we get it before it gets like super like gross or smelly, or before people spill everything. I everywhere. mean, the men's toilets are already a disaster area, but yeah. well, that doesn't really surprise me. I'm pretty, aren't they just built that way? I think I think they just stop from there. And, yeah. yeah, never really fix it. Yeah. yeah, but then the downside, of course, is that there's a lot of things that they haven't you get quite the figured out yet. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, next year, I'm sure it'll be great. This is already a huge step up. Last year, we were in the, yeah. the temporary space over in the old, um, was like the, the technology train, park. Well, technology technology yeah, park. Technology yeah. park. And uh, I wasn't with no air that. conditioning. Yeah, I heard. So there was no this air is con- already a huge step up, right. cues or not. Yeah, and you'll be here next year as well. Have you? I believe seen? so. Yeah, I believe so. I think uh, it's going to be huge. We've we've actually got an entire events team that runs everything now. Yeah, which is wonderful because then we just sort of turn up and go alright I'm going where when <laughs> fabulous yeah cool. so and they they make it all happen in there it's like what they do is events so which you can tell because all our events have suddenly gotten a lot better <laughs> yeah and and so you've announced RTX London as well is that something I heard we did yes right. so RTX London so has you been just announced pick shit, like places you want to go, go to yeah, yeah 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 um, the next one that I like is I want I want an RTX uh, Tokyo right uh, oh you know what so maybe we'll just throw that out and go for yeah, like a Rubra, uh, or um, you know, I'd also be up for like an RTX Amsterdam. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. why not? Should put it together, and we'll like we'll come across to cover. <laughs> it's gonna be all in the, the red, games things. It'll be in on. the red light district. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so you've been keeping quite busy the last yeah. couple of years. I've been watching. Yeah. I was watching you on uh, the Amazing Race. Oh, thank you! And uh, every week, I can't believe you guys didn't win. Which we, is so that that was a bit of a, a rough. That was a it was a rough day for us for sure. Yeah. We we thought we had it in us, but um, honestly, the people that we were up against, it's really easy to. And even we were guilty of this to some degree. Is um, we think that we're very smart and we think that yeah. we're very capable and. We go, oh, it's a social media season. Most of these, like, fucking kids will be a pushover. Like, we're, we've actually been out in the world. I've traveled before there was an internet. I looked up train tickets at the station uh, before it was all digitized. And so thought that we'd have a leg up. But it, honestly, the thing about all the, the social media people is that they're all self-starters. Yeah. So they're all people who are driven, super intelligent, very passionate like if they're going to go for it they're going to go for it and that's why they've been a success mm. and it turns out that also is a huge benefit on the amazing race so yeah. we, hence us coming in second like five or six times in a row yeah that was we tied a record yeah for that, by the really way well. but um like <laughs> also you didn't get to the end but you got like top four and you guys played a really good game of being very friendly towards anybody everybody you weren't like you know painted as the bad guys or anything um, but do you think video games helped you at all I think we definitely looked at it as a game yeah so uh, you know there are a lot of very specific elements to it but if you want to get super detailed about how it was specifically a game there's obviously like each country or each leg was we looked at it as like like that's a level this is a segment and we need to get through and we need to like kick its ass yeah. uh, and then there are the various mini games in it it's like the detours the roadblocks all these various other tasks and so we actually did look at it very much as a game and tried to optimize like how can we beat the game better than other people can beat the game and and we're looking for you know the sort of creative solutions to get around things like you know, some people will clip through walls. In this case, we ended up relying on things like drawing pictures for people whose language, like if we didn't speak the language, we could draw 
Pictionary, basically, and, and communicate uh, through the language barrier, and that sort of stuff was really helpful for us. But like trying to find non-traditional solutions, uh, or like things that like wouldn't, like instead of just talking slower and louder at them, and suddenly everyone understands. Uh, we, we tried to come up with a lot of creative solutions, really, for the you know the, the challenges we were yeah. up against, and I think that did help a lot. To use the analogy, were there any levels that you found particularly? Yeah, there were a couple of particularly kind of difficult levels. Um, a lot of it comes down to the fact that I'm I'm little. <laughs> I'm not a tall person. Uh, I'm not a strong man, uh, and so a lot of the things that required brute strength, I had trouble with. Right. Uh, there was balancing problems, I guess. Yeah, balancing yeah. problems. I can barely walk. It's it's, it's, it's humiliating. Because it's you're always drunk, actually. That's <laughs> only only after always open panels. Uh, yeah. So a lot of like the brute strength stuff, I um, I felt bad about because I felt like I wasn't carrying my weight, or rather, I wasn't carrying as much weight as Bernie was carrying. Yeah. Uh, and so that was that was always a bit of a trouble. Uh, but there were other things that we had that we did really well. Like I spoke just enough Spanish to get by, and he spoke yeah. enough French to get by. And it wasn't until we ran out of advantages like that that we got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. It was still good fun I'm, watching. I'm games. learning Mandarin now, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, and it, like you made it far enough towards the end where we're like, all right, we'll watch one or two more episodes to see what happens. Um, but what have you been doing in terms of gaming wise? Are you playing anything at the moment? Do you get time for video games, or is it all work? I do. It's a it's a little bit difficult. I think a lot of people who want to go into working in video games don't understand how much less time you have to play video games if you're working about video games all the time. And uh, in covering upcoming releases and all that sort of stuff, the other downside is that by the time a game comes out, it feels kind of old hat. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not the exciting thing now because like it's out and it's fine. That's great. And like I've been looking forward to it, and then I just don't play it because my mind is already now looking at this game that's been announced or this thing that's coming out in a month and so on and so forth. There's always like that new hotness. And the downside of covering all that stuff is you also get really swept up in it. So you're always excited about something that's coming. And by the time it comes out, you've already moved on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, you know, that said, I like there are a couple games that I can't help but adore. Uh, and a lot of them are older games that I actually go back to. So uh, traveling, I've gone back and I'm replaying a 3DS game called Fantasy Life. Okay. Which is just the best. Is uh, that like... Is that the one that's like uh, that animal? So it's a cr- it's a cross between I would say um, it's got the the sort of aesthetic of an Animal Crossing, yep. where it's like it's cute and it's a little it's like a little chibi-ish, but uh, it's a full on you know Japanese RPG. Right. Uh, it's class based there, but it's got a ton of kind of weird classes. Like you can be uh, you can be a tailor. Uh, you can be a blacksmith and all the classes are interrelated so uh, you may need uh, to craft a specific type of material and you could go buy it but it's going to be more expensive or if you level up your tailoring then you can make this um, you can make this thing and then you switch over into your blacksmith class and you can use it to like build new armor or whatever so all the classes are really interrelated uh, and so you have reasons to level them all up and experience all the different Play, like play styles yep. and it's also really freaking cute and it's just <laughs> it's very charming and a lot of fun and it was that game when it came out was a surprise to me because based on fantasy life I would have expected it to be like a sims yep. something or other or um, some horror horrifying Japanese dating sim or, or a dating sim <laughs> yeah I mean, to be fair those are a lot of fun in their own way the more ridiculous the better yeah. but uh, 
Yeah, so that one surprised me, and, and that's one of the reasons I think that I still love it so much, is because I knew less about it going in than I know about pretty much any game that I try to play now. Yeah, yeah, you do wind up knowing just about every, like, Resident Evil, like, almost wasn't able to surprise me in a lot of ways, because you played the demo, and you played... You know, this preview build, and you play this, and... Eight know, preview builds yeah, in VR as well. Yeah. yeah, and so, like, by the time it, by the time it comes out, like, you know the exact experience you're going to have. Exactly. There's not as much room left for surprises. Like, oh, right, you're going to shove the knife at me, I guess. I mean, <laughs> not, not that I would trade it, because I love what I do. Of course! It's, like, it's amazing, but uh, there is less time for games, and there's a bit less surprise in games. We, uh, we get around this by not watching trailers for movies anymore. Both of us, neither of us watch trailers for movies. I went into, uh, I went into see Arrival after like one trailer, yep. and yeah. uh, the one thing I'd heard about that is the less you know going in, the better. And so I stayed away from everything, and it was a wonderful experience. Right, that's exactly you should do that across the board. Do it for everyone. Across the board, amazing. Yeah. Um, split. I did it for Split like just earlier this week. Nice. Didn't didn't know what was going on except that it was M Night Shyamalan, and apparently it wasn't <laughs> terrible. What? And I'm like, okay, well, let me check that. It was, it was awesome. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's well worth seeing. I haven't seen it yet. Well, yeah, you should see it. Like, not this weekend, you're busy. But, but make a point of seeing it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. Uh, so what was your favourite? Let's go. Favourite film, okay, favourite video game of last year? Uh, favourite film? It might have been Arrival. That was... Yes. Yes. Was, that was, that was spectacular. Uh, favourite game last year? Stardew Valley. Okay. Okay. Uh, because uh, that was a February release, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the ones that I continue going back to. Yeah. Uh, keep playing the fact that it was a, a one-man project yeah. that had just that much heart in it is... I love so seeing something like that in an industry where you get a lot of like tiny little games and then you get then you get these huge AAA games and this was this was a single person tiny game that felt like it had had an entire team behind it because it was just so well crafted and so well polished and the guy is like that he's so he's so humble and lovely and just keeps making content for it and and supporting it and it's also got one of the best communities for games I've ever seen. Yeah. I've never before seen a game where fans will buy copies for people who pirated it. Mm. Really? Oh, absolutely. Just so that they they they're passing the love on, I guess. You know, it's one of those games that inspired that much passion in in fans myself included. It's just yeah. it, it strikes a, uh, you know a Cord that a lot of games don't. If you've been playing it for a year, how big is your farm? Is it like mega farm shit? Like you're getting government subsidies to corn <laughs> and yeah, my farm is amazing. Uh, my farm is amazing. I just want to let everyone know that everyone in the town would like to marry me ah, if only yeah. I decided to settle down, which I haven't. Right, yeah, too but I could. Oh, yeah. I could with At anyone any really. Um, yeah, it's just in the fact that they keep adding new. There's like new farm types. There's new buildings. There's new crops. All that stuff makes you like you always have a reason to go back it was a good year for last year for those sorts of games because Starbound finally released last year as well finally but, uh, you know along the same lines like just still after release just a just non-stop torrent of extra stuff like not a lot of good indie games yeah yeah I feel like um, like indie games are really making I don't want to call it a resurgence because I feel like the resurgence uh, for indie games really started with like last generation and Xbox Live Arcade yeah yep. uh, but PC has really taken that and run with it in you know over the last several years and you're getting games that no one would have expected mm-hmm. that are huge hits Undertale yeah. Uh, obviously, you know that was a that was a 2015 game, but 
uh, was fantastic, and I never would have seen it coming. You know how I found out about Undertale? Ten-year-old, <laughs> right? Ten-year-old in the house playing it. Yeah. And you know, and that's just increasingly the thing. Is I rely. I rely on these and go, what are you playing these days? That looks cool. All right, and I'm going to play it, and I get super into something. They're great tastemakers. Yeah, well, that's well cool. see, I don't, I don't know any 10-year-olds, though. I'll just have to go out to public parks. Just see if you can borrow one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just Rent promise them candy in my van. Drive around in a van, offer them candy, and ask them what they're playing. Exactly, yeah. Well, don't worry about it, officer. It's, it's okay. I'm just finding out about video games. What he likes. Yeah, and giving, <laughs> giving away candy. It's all good, okay? Don't be weird about this, officer. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. Have you seen uh, Down on the Show Floor yet? I haven't been down. No, we uh, we got here, uh, immediately had a first panel, so I'm hoping to see it maybe a little bit this afternoon. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you would care to see? Yeah, the Nintendo Switch is here. Yeah, it is. Uh, we played it a little bit uh, at an event last night. Uh, I competed against Elise to mm. milk cows ah. in one two switch. It turns out she can milk stuff a lot better than I can milk stuff. Really? Yeah. So this, like, this is this is my for you, this or? is my new shame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought I would have been a great milker, uh, yeah. but I'm only second best to Elise. Bummer. That's that's a I destroyed I mean, if I'm, this guy. If I'm gonna come second cowboy. to anyone milking anything, I would rather come second to Elise. <laughs> but still, it's hard to hear. You think like. The guys that have a lot of practice <laughs> milking. I, uh, for, I did not actually play it against any guys, but right. I, I would think they'd have a natural, natural leg up, as it were. Yeah, uh, yes, a leg up. That is a turn of phrase. <laughs> we played the uh, the shooting game, the cowboy game. Yeah. I destroyed him. Played the sword game. I beat him at that. What? Uh, the only thing he beat me at is fondling balls. <laughs> Looks quite good at fondling balls in a box. Good to know. That's what I do. Good yeah. to know. He, like, he, well, you got you got to keep the balls organized. Of course, and like I think he gets practice uh, from like sort of those uh, uh, what do they call them glory hole situations where he can't actually see how many balls are on the other side of the wall. You just have to but guess. You've got to like guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, uh, oh, there's four. That's like yeah, four. That's four balls. That's two people. That's got to be like two dollars then. <laughs> and then he gets two dollars. Gets a shiny gold coin. Wait, they're they're. Glory holes are money based? Like the way Luke does it. Yeah. I'm his pen. I mean, I guess I get, if you offer this professional service, that does make sense. Exactly, yeah. Hey, 15%. It's not, you know, it's not a huge amount of money, but there's money in it. This has taken a turn somewhere I didn't expect it to. Um, well, you have to earn money for a new video game somehow. Yeah, yeah exactly. how else are we going to do it? No, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We might wrap it up there. We've got a, a panel to go to, right? I think. So. Yeah, we've got um, a Ladies of Rooster Teeth panel. So it's essentially. Uh, always open version two. We're all wow. trying to figure out what we're going to drink on that panel. Cool. Well, we might Switch. let you go get another drink. Yeah. Uh, thanks for chatting with us once again, and it's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you yeah. guys. Have fun. Awesome. It's nice being home. Yeah. Aww. All right, that was it. There you go. That was Ashley Jenkins from Rooster Teeth. Perfect. Um, directly after this, we went upstairs. No, we no. Were directly after upstairs. this, we we stood there and waited for, for Kojima. Kojima, and I got to see him, and that's about it. I didn't talk to him. I was going to go up to him and say hello, but I didn't. I said to you, go get a photo, and you like you turned into like a stunned mullet. Yeah, I, just I didn't. Standing there, I didn't want to disturb him. He looked really nervous. He looked like he was like, you know, scared of people. Mm. Uh, he looks really. Like, I thought he'd be taller, but anyway. But also, he was in like <laughs> his, meet your heroes. You know, they probably told him this is the safe spot. Like nobody's up here. Yeah, uh, you'll be right. There's no Not people up here, but Job's fucking hiding in the corner, being like, "Oh, yeah, 
Which, to be fair, he should have seen coming. Yeah. Because he's. He, I learned it from watching his games. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Rooster Teeth. It was pretty good. It was good. I'm looking forward to um, to next year. Uh, yeah. We, I, I, I wouldn't recommend going, though. Right? Why? Unless you're a fan of Rooster Teeth. Because I don't know what value you'd get. Yeah, okay. I agree. Unless next year they... Um, they throw some more stuff in there that kind of is your thing, like video game type stuff. Um, maybe some bigger publishers. Otherwise, it was a lot of indie indie games. Yeah. Um, and a giant area dedicated to Rooster Teeth merchandising. Oh, yeah. So, Huge. And, yes. um, and chairs. Uh, those gaming chairs are fucking everywhere. A lot of those. Anyway. We also, I did try and get Bernie on, um, this, I don't know if I mentioned this during what we're talking, but I did try to get Bernie on as well. Right. Uh, but his schedule was like, bananas. Um, okay. I looked at it and I was like, fuck, he's got like two hours free the entire time. Yeah. Uh, so I hit them up, the PR company. And I was like, uh, if you can get us, um, Bernie and Ashley at the same time, that'd be good. Mm. Otherwise we'll just, we're cool with Ashley. And they kind of came back and said, oh, we can get you. Bernie and Ashley, but not at the same time. And I was like, that's fine. We'll just take Ashley. <laughs> yep. Otherwise, we'd be talking to Bernie without not much. I'm sure we could talk, talk his ear off, but um, yeah, I figured we just kind of, Ashley would have, is fine. I feel like taking up his time might not be worth it for us because we'd just be talking crap. Yep. Whereas somebody else could probably get something out of it really important, like a proper interview. True. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I had fun. Um, what else can we talk about? We got some other games here. Fantasy sports. You want to talk about fantasy sports now? Yeah. Okay, well, let's do it. Is this NBA or is this something else? NBA and fantasy movie league. Because I had a fucking epiphany. Okay, well, I am actually really fucking good at fantasy movie league. Mm-hmm. And it's because all of all of those skills that fuck me year in year out in fucking NBA uh, actually work really well in the, the week-to-week model of, of Fantasy Movie League where we set a lineup every single week. Yeah. Uh, like, because in basketball, right, it's sort of you set your lineup, you have your team for, from the start of the year and you try to make shit work over the course of the year. And uh, for two years in a row now, I've tried to construct a team that would do well in the later part of the year, and I believe it is going to fuck me uh, before I ever get there because at this point, uh, unless I can... Who are you playing this week? Let's have a quick look in the basketball standings. You are playing, yeah, Steve Farrelly, uh, which means that you're going to have a blinder of a week, which means I need to overtake Drew uh, this week. Um, and Drew is playing, uh, Paul, Paul Farrelly. Actually, I'm, I might be okay on that one. Hang on, let me just check. Holy fuck. Did something? No, fuck. Yeah. See, I need to, I need to bust up to beat, to have more wins than Drew. Cause currently I'm on 67 wins. He's on 68 wins. I need to have more wins than Drew has. Uh, so that I get into a playoff bracket where I'm facing you 
and not Alex, because as it stands right now, I'm facing Alex, and just like last year, if I don't face Alex last, I do not have a winning team. Uh, so that's basically how it's all going to fall apart for me again. Okay. And uh, I can see it coming. Uh, like, even if, yeah, I don't know. Even if I fucking beat uh, you, assuming I managed to bump myself up a bracket, mm-hmm. uh, I still have to then beat uh, Ben, who is doing way, way, way better than I expected. But He's got like three people in the top ten. Yes, he has a spectacular team. Our only hope is that just like every year, he starts to get injuries all over the place. And it seems like it's starting to happen. Yep. Uh, Zach Levine. Got down. Yep. So, fingers crossed, right? Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's a horrible thing to say. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... All that, all that fucking, all this thinking, right? All this fucking planning and shit, right? It's all well and good, right? When uh, when it's a week-to-week basis, because all of my fucking number crunching and stuff, all of my uh, pouring over details and, and gut analysis shit works out really well on a week-to-week basis, and it doesn't mean shit if I plan for stuff seven months down the track, because then I just get fucked. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so I was, I was just going to say, uh, I'm much better at fantasy movie league than I am at fucking, and I've crunched numbers. And if I hadn't fucking missed a week cause I was away in fantasy movie league, uh, and played an old lineup, I would be, uh, just shy of, and what the fuck? Just shy of what? Um, I would be... 20 mil away from coming be like first place mm-hmm. but that said uh literally the only thing involved in this game is setting your fucking lineups so i'm not making an excuse i'm just saying i did the did the maths and i'll be very close to winning fantasy movie league for a second season in a row but i'm not i don't i still don't know who our first place person is yeah i don't know <laughs> like Movies at Mount Pleasant, whoever the fuck you are, just reveal yourself. I'd really love to know who you are. It's driving me fucking nuts. Who's third? Is that Seamus? Uh, the galleryatorium is Seamus, yes. So, okay. Who's six? Six. Gen D. I don't know. Okay. And 24 by 7? Uh, I think that's Squirrel. No, is it, well, isn't Squirrel the one above that? So no, Squirrel is not the one above that. So we have two Squirrels. Yes. We have Squirrel from Germany. Maybe. And then other Squirrel. Possibly. Okay. Um, that makes at, sense. And two Lukes. Two Lukes, yes. As far as we know. And there's one person who we don't know who the fuck it is, but they're winning and it's driving me bonkers. <laughs> so I don't want to win if they're going to not reveal who the fuck they are. I'd like, I would prefer to bre- beat them out of our fucking, brute them out of the group uh, if they're not going to fucking tell us who they are. That's, that's my, that's my feeling on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't done much with it this year. I've, this season. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I just haven't paid too much attention to it, which I've done pretty poorly. Yeah, compared to the last two seasons. Yeah, you haven't done that well, but I I think the like the entire game picked up this this time around. Like everyone has lifted their shit. Everyone's got access to this like the basic tools to analyze how to make a fucking decent lineup. Um, so yeah, the only ones I've looked at is like price comparison stuff. I haven't looked at. Like, I still don't know where I can find out where the fuck how many showings are playing on. Like, if it's... Um, like, if it's an indie film, how many fucking cinemas is it going to be at? I still haven't worked that part out yet. I haven't, that's something I need to look into. Because I always get dicked on that stuff. I usually go, oh, I'm going to pick, like, four of these indie films because that'll pick up this week. And then, nah, it, it, it's not playing anywhere. So I get fucked. Do you, like, if you... <laughs> I think I had a chat about this on Twitter, but I think we need to, like, I I think we need to at least implement a fucking honor system rule. But if not, we need to implement a, uh, like, we need them to implement some fucking custom rules. Because I would prefer, like, I've already floated my idea of punishing people for running the same the identical lineups. Uh, and I do think that would be hilarious. But uh, the alternative idea I had was uh, you have to play at least five movies, five different movies, which would me like would which would seriously alter the way I play. Because if you look at how I have played mm-hmm. this season, two movies, two movies, three movies, but just barely, uh, three movies, but just barely, uh, two movies, two movies. Yeah, I, I don't think I have spent, like, except for, I think, weeks one. No. No, not, like, I've never, not once this season have I played more than three movies in a lineup. And, I mean, it's it's pretty easy to crunch the numbers and construct a fucking lineup out of two movies. Like, yeah, it's, it's not complicated, which is how I managed to come back because I was week one, I was coming 18th hmm. and week two, I was 24th <laughs> out of 28. Yeah. Uh, I was not doing well and I'm second now. Um, yeah. Anyway. Cool. Sports, fantasy sports. Fantasy sports. Yep. What else we got? Uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. Yes. Uh, another sniper game coming out. Another sniper game. Um, I've been playing this. And, uh, yeah. I... These, like, I don't think... I think of the sniper games, because there's two of them, right? Yep. Two with Sniper in the title. Sniper Elite and Sniper Ghost Warrior. Sniper Ghost Warrior has always been the sort of shit one. I don't know, in my opinion, like the budget one. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Still is. It certainly feels like it. Uh, there's a lot like there's some cool stuff going on with it, but like, I don't know, man. I'm so sick of sniper games where the longest engagement you have is fucking 200 meters. Uh, like, just... 
it's like I think I talked about it already. I understand fundamentally why you can't make a sniper game where you are sneaking in and getting that one kill and then sneaking out because I guess the fucking the audience uh, who wants to do that is probably quite small and so you're probably not going to make a lot of money but yeah like why 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 have you made a sniper game if or why have you called your game a sniper game if what you're really making is a sort of crappy open world game mm-hmm. like it's basically just budget far cry the sniper ghost warrior three is uh you sneak into areas like you tag them with your drone uh you murder anyone you see and then yeah you complete your objective and get out um that's about it like yeah you can hide bodies although that like there's a lot of bugs and stuff and you can't like climb certain things which makes like it's got this artificial element of difficulty where you can like see a spot that'd be a really good sniper perch but you can only enter that spot by one specific direction because otherwise like you can't climb to it like you're not able to climb up the mountain to it you just sort of slide down or you're not able to like climb over the ledge mm-hmm. into the window for some reason like you're able to climb a fucking radio tower uh, and there are radio towers to climb because it seriously is just budgets uh, Far Cry. But, uh, yeah, you can climb a radio tower however the fuck you like, like fucking Assassin's Creed style, but suddenly you can't climb in through a fucking window. And that's just annoying. And, yeah, graphics aren't very good, but I think the problem is uh, it keeps resetting to low. And it's, like, I'm not saying, like, every time I open the game it's reset to low. I mean, like while i'm playing the game the graphics settings will just revert to low (laughs) and so all the textures will just be fucking garbage it usually happens during gunfights and stuff which is really weird so i won't notice immediately and then suddenly i'll be like why does everything look like shit (laughs) yeah oh right it's done this again okay well then moving on and yeah i don't know i wouldn't i probably wouldn't recommend it anyway so that's out now is it no, it's just, uh, I think it's open beta. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's beta. Um, oh, and it got patched yesterday. So uh, I might check it again and see if it's any better. But yeah, it's, it sort of, like at this point, it just feels like budget fire cry. So I'm not uh, like ultra enthusiastic about playing it. Sounds yeah. fun. All right. Uh, what else you got here? Conan Exiles. You just put that down. Yeah, I forgot I'd played it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's so I guess it it got headlines because there's a dick slider in it. Yeah, and it's got dick jiggle physics. Yep. Um, it's so about that time, right? Equality, but uh, yeah, like that's why that's what got it noticed. But yeah. It's it's basically one of these ultra grindy survival games, like survival against the odds, mm-hmm. uh, not survival of the fittest. To use my own uh, measurement system for how survival games operate, but yeah, you're sort of surviving and trying to build a base, and like there's other people on the 
server, but really like the main thing that's going to kill you is generally the environment until you reach a certain point. Uh, and then once th- that point has been reached, you uh, can then worry about raiding other people or whatever the fuck. And uh, so because surviving in that those first few minutes is so important, so critical and so complicated, uh, a lot of what you do is uh, you learn the basics of survival. And invariably in these games, it's like Ark, mm-hmm. the basics of survival involve doing a lot of the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, in this, in Conan Exiles, it's picking up a fuck ton of sticks and a fuck ton of rocks because it takes a fuck ton of sticks and a fuck ton of rocks to build a campfire, to build an axe, like a stone axe or a pickaxe or like basically anything. It takes like fucking 150 of each. Uh, and so you can sort of... Once you've got your pickaxe, you can get stones a little bit faster. Not that much faster, but a little bit faster. Once you've got your normal axe, you can get trees a little bit faster. And it's all about making things slightly less tedious. Uh, like that's, that's what these games basically boil down to until you reach the point where you're able to survive without uh, trying too hard is making like living slightly less tedious or making each new life slightly less tedious. And that's just, I don't like that doesn't appeal to me on in any way. Um, but yeah, like you start off at level one and you're not even able to make like fucking, uh, mace. You're not even like, and a mace is literally just a heavy rock tied to a fucking stick. Like it is one of the fucking most basic fucking things uh, and you can't even make one until you're like level five or some shit. And so you just sort of wander around and your first, like first thing you do after you get down off a cross is you got to go get some water. And so you run, you follow the road until you get some water. But if, uh, you're not fucking sprinting, you probably won't make it to the water in time. So you lose about four health a second yep. uh, and you've got about 80 health. So you die in 20 seconds after you don't reach the water. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's rough. Uh, so the next time you make it straight to the water and then you die because there's an, a crocodile in the water. So the crocodile eats you in one hit. does about 60 damage per hit. Uh, so two hits, I guess, kills you and uh, down you go. So next time you run up to the water and you carefully make sure there's no crocodiles nearby and you drink some water and then uh yeah then you start to starve because you're out of food so you have to like hunt some rabbits uh i'm more like i just get i get bored talking about it that's basically it right like you just it is literally just alleviating boredom like tedium that's that's the game is oh yeah well it's boring now but it'll be less boring later theoretically yeah whatever so yeah not for me anyway and uh you bought this right yes yeah how much was it <laughs> 30 bucks 30 bucks that's weird man like i didn't hear anything about this game until it actually came out yeah 
Um, and the only thing that seemed to to cause that was that whole character building system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. People seem to enjoy it, and like, that's awesome. But it's just definitely not for me. Yeah. Um, the Forest, the battle survival game, right? Yeah, the Forest is a survival game where it, like you're not really surviving against tedium. You sort of you are you feel like you're constructing like the same as Minecraft. You're not surviving against tedium. You're constructing or spelunking. That's how, that's what the forest does to appeal to me. I think it's because they haven't implemented a grindy leveling system. Yeah. I think that's like, that is a critical element, uh, that forces certain games down certain paths. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I got. Cool. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, the beta came out over the weekend. Yep. Uh, we had a couple of us playing this one. Did you yeah. play much of it at all? Yeah, I played some of it. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a buggy fucking beta. I had some hectic bugs. I had to turn off V-Sync and uh, then cap my frame rate for the mouse to not feel fucked, mm. which was odd. Um, but yeah, there are a heap of other bugs as well. Like just weird, there's entire portion on, uh, maybe Saturday night where like every couple of minutes or so, it would just alt tab for no reason. My origin, like EA origin yeah, would crash <laughs> and it wasn't restarting it. It would just crash for whatever reason. And then I'd have to like like the mouse wouldn't be captured within the game screen anymore. Yeah. And so every time I'd aim hard left, I'd click outside of the fucking game window and it'd minimize. And then I'd come back into almost always a dead, like myself being downed. Hmm. And yeah, so that wasn't good. Uh, and like frame rate jankiness all over the place. This is like, this is not like, Hmm. It's not another game. It's it's a game that has a leveling system that I think is completely pointless. Uh, it's there solely to create uh, reasons to explore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the so there was one good thing that I found I could do, and that is if you unlock the parachute, right? <laughs> then you could uh, you're able to bail out of like helicopters and shit yep and uh if you didn't buy the parachute you cannot get out of the, uh, of the helicopter and so what you would do is i would get in the helicopter and i'd lure the other guys into the helicopter and everyone would be in the helicopter and then i'd like get up really high and then i'd be like hey did you guys all purchase the parachute skill and uh if anyone said no i'd just jump out and uh like you're able to switch seats in the hel- like in the helicopter or whatever, no matter what. But uh, as soon as the pilot jumps out, it goes into a, a spin, yep. and it's really hard to get out of that spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you didn't buy the parachute, then yeah, you sort of just trapped in a death spin in a fucking helicopter, and then you crash and you explode and you die. And it's that was funny. That was good fun. But yeah, yeah, I had um, I had one bug where the guys weren't able to revive me um after i went down so i had to 
wait for that countdown to get to zero and then respawn. Um, yeah. And then we got into another fight and I died. I think I think most of us died in that one. Um, or I crashed. I, I think I crashed the fucking helicopter into a bunch of people or something. I can't remember. Um, and then they still couldn't revive me. So I went to go kill the game because um, obviously something was fucked up with it. And yep. when I went back, back to the main menu, the screen just went black. Um, right. And then I couldn't alt-tab out. It was just still black. Like, as soon as I went back to the um, the task manager, it just it wouldn't kill the uh, it wouldn't kill the game at all. So I couldn't get back to the main screen. I couldn't restart um, like any of the services or anything. I, I basically had to hard power down my PC to get out of there. Wow, so that was pretty shit. Um, but other than that, I think the uh, I was having a seemed like it, all of us did a bit of frame rate issues it wasn't running that great um but in saying that it's it's a very good looking game uh one thing that i did say like i would love for this engine to get out there and then the daisy guys to make daisy using this engine i think it looks awesome in, like with the things it does with the trees and the grass and that sort of stuff um, yep. it's really cool but yeah in playing it i'm a bit I, i'm not sure where i sit with it, it it's it seems to be confused as to what type of game it is. Um, so we put it on the second highest difficulty. Um, and I think if you're going to be playing this game with a team, the hardest difficulty is definitely somewhere to go at. Absolutely. Um, for having a bit of fun. It's it's really weird. Like, it, it's this stealth game where you're playing as, like, a bunch of commandos and, like, um, you know, you shoot guys and it's all one-shot kill type stuff generally you know one or two shots to, to down somebody um you can't take too many bullets but then on the other side you've got vehicles that just feel very arcadey and you can kind of just run them off cliffs and bounce around and it feels like you're driving in a gta game um so it, it just doesn't feel like that the vehicle stuff is in line with the rest of the game at all yeah um yeah, I, I don't know. It just the missions that we were doing just didn't seem too exciting. It was kind of just jump in and shoot a couple dudes and run off. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it right now. It just it wasn't really grabbing me as much as I hoped it would. Yeah, like the shooting and stuff seems okay. Um, you know, I like that there's different ways you can, like, you can treat it as. Uh, ADS or you can have it there's a button that switch, switches it back to third person um, which is kind of cool uh, the the leveling up system is, is interesting but I don't know like what some of the point of that is because if you want to be focusing on a certain area then it just seems like alright I'm going to go and do these missions exclusively so I can unlock this stuff um, but I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know how I feel about it yet. I, I think I need more time with it, but even then, it, it seems like a huge game, and I don't know how much of a time sink um, it would be and how good this story's going to be. Because like, even when we fired it up, it's just like, all right, we'll just skip through the story stuff. It doesn't really matter. Um, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. But uh, I want to see how some of that, um, like that main story kind of pans out and how the taking down the mob bosses or cartel bosses or whatever the fuck they're calling them 
kind of fits into it and how that plays into the game. Because um, just the general go around and do this type stuff, like the the usual Ubisoft game stuff, where it's like, all right, go do, go kill five of these things. It's just like a lot of killing dudes or or uh, all that sort of stuff. It just didn't seem like there was much variety there in the initial stuff that we were doing. So yeah, yep. I'm, I'm just don't know, I don't know how I feel about it right now. It's it's a bit weird. Did you feel like it it just didn't know what it was? Like the gameplay was just all over the place? I like I don't I don't even know if it was all over the place. It just sort of it felt like it was yeah, like you were saying like very one note, like just sort of yep. Well, go kill some dudes. Like the I like the parts didn't really cohesively come together for me though like i do agree with that uh the driving i just don't like you can just sort of drive down any mountain and there's no no worries you'll just barrel through anything you see and yeah yeah that's not fantastic um i don't know like i for me it was at, it's at its best when we're playing together and stuff and i think that's what i said last time i played it like if i'm i'm never gonna play this game single player yeah that's how i feel never ever ever um yeah i think maybe it's also because i'm so attached to the the tom clancy names of especially stuff like ghost recon um where they are like they're supposed to be serious games um you know like serious stealth games or or uh like take them you know, like real life type of stuff. Like you feel like you're supposed to be in a special forces team. Um, and when I jump into a vehicle and I can just go darting down a hill and bouncing off of uh, rocks and flipping cars and it doesn't really matter what's going on. It just does it. It kind of breaks me out of it. It breaks me out of the experience that I want. Um, so, yeah, I'm just hoping they kind of tidy some of that stuff up. And that's kind of why I'm suggesting people play it if they want that experience, play it on the highest difficulty. I think that's how I'll want to play it because I'm up for the challenge and I want it to be tough and I want it to be kind of brutal. Um, yeah. Because that's how I, you know, that's how I like my my Tom Clancy games. Um, that's that's you know, if I wanted an arcadey sh- like third person shooter, then that's why I go to like a Grand Theft Auto or um, you know stuff like that. Yeah, it just seems a bit strange to slap the Ghost Recon name on there. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I agree, but but hopefully they take some feedback from it. It seems like one of the biggest complaints I did read was that the the AI and the game was too easy. So hopefully they can tighten some of that stuff up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's a very good looking game. Shooting felt felt pretty good. Uh, I like the mechanic in there. How you can um, you can tag who you're going to shoot and then it shows you whether or not everybody's on target. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really smart. Um, I think more games should have that because <laughs> that stuff is really cool. Oh, definitely. I, I think that's fucking awesome. I would I, love I, a countdown though. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like instead, of tri- like, instead of the button triggering the AI, just trigger the countdown. Uh, but like on the other hand, you can just count it out loud. Um, it surprised me how fucking hard it was to get 
like three other people to line up three fucking dudes to murder them, especially when I've already moved into a position like well away from the other three people. So I know that I'm taking one of the harder targets to acquire. And then like you sit there, like I'd sit there for fucking 120 seconds while the others like tried to line this shit up. And yeah, eventually, like, I'd see my, like, after two minutes, the guy I've been watching this entire fucking time mm. gets bored and decides to walk almost out of my fucking viewpoint. And I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. In three seconds. Three, two, and then we'd be like, oh, I don't have the target. Don't care. Counting down. Firing. Yeah. Bang. Just gotta, like, yeah, it's bananas. People just take forever if they think they've got forever. I never really understood that mm. until I played this. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I guess we'll find out once it's um, once it's released, right? What it's what it's really like. It's, it's kind of. I didn't play too much of it. I, we, I think we played as soon as it um, as soon as it released. It was like ten thirty at night. Played for about three hours. Yeah. Um, so that's really all I got a chance to do because that was RTX weekend and I was super busy. So. Yeah, would like to have played more, but just too much on. So it's definitely a game I'll check out. Um, I'm just hoping it's better. I have a better experience than what I did playing. I still had fun, but I just I was pretty amped for this game. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll see, right? Yeah. Cool. I uh, got anything else to say about that? Uh, I think you're more down on it than I am. I was, I'm still like. I'm still well on board to play it, but yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I just thought it was going to be more... I I didn't watch too many videos about this game other than the um, initial, I guess, E3 presentation. And I just felt it was going to be very hardcore. <laughs> right. Yeah. And just, it seems a bit more arcade Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think... For me, I always got the feeling that it was sort of goofy, like just causey, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, we jumped on at 1030. Uh, I think Drew and I were in there and we had a couple of listeners also jump in. We, we were playing on the uh, Gap Discord channel. Yep. So that was cool. We had too many people at one stage. We did. Uh, which kind of sucked because um, you only play with four people. I think it's four people. Yeah, so it's kind of disappointing. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's cool that we can kind of jump in and jump out whenever whenever stuff like this comes up. True. Yeah. All right. Is that all the... Is that all the games we've played? Uh, I think it is. It is too. Wow. Short one. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I guess we have the... Um, uh, the interview in there, the chat True. with Ashling, that'll extend out a little bit. <laughs> oh, good. We're padding the podcast now. Perfect. Yeah. We're Dream. actually, we're, we're having to pad the podcast because I'm trying to do something right now that is not working. <laughs> so, what are you trying to do? Uh, I'm trying to open up our Patreon page. Why? Uh, so I can thank the people. We're doing news, dickwad. We'll, we can plug it in here. What? Why? We'll do it after the news. What the fuck are you talking about? Good point. Do the news, Joe. Focus up. 
Um, all right, so the, I guess the big news, uh, it's one we've been covering for a little while, yep. is uh, that ZeniMax was awarded $500 million, that's half a billion dollars, in their case against Oculus. And that's pretty big. That's mm. like that. So that was... Uh, so the judgment was... Let me see if I can remember or if I can fucking find it. I've got it. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. But it basically, like, off the top of my head, uh, they found that uh, there wasn't uh, direct... Uh, like, there wasn't IP theft involved, but there was an NDA breach of a pretty large degree. And, uh, yeah, that's what the judgment... Like, because they were going for six bill, right? Yeah, six billion. Yeah, so uh, I've got the list here. Um, so breach of contract, they were awarded uh, two hundred million. So Oculus had to pay out two hundred million for that one. Um, for interference with the contract, uh, they didn't get anything. They did not win that part. Unfair competition, they did not win that. Uh, conversion, which was against uh, John Carmack, they got nothing out of that. Um, I'm just loading the next page. Is infringement and false designation? They have to. Oculus has to pay uh, 50 million, and so does Palmalaki. And also one of the. I'm not sure who he is. I guess one of the other key people. Oculus has to pay 150 million. Wasn't either. The original owner? Could be. Yeah, maybe. I think he was the like the owner of four Armalucky or whatever the fuck. Okay. So they're the um they're the three that I lost, uh, that Oculus lost, but they, they weren't found guilty on the other um offenses. Yeah. So which are the ones that would have caused them a lot of problems. So basically a lot of contract stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, so they were seeking, I think, about six billion or seven billion around that figure, and they've got uh, half a billion. So, yeah, I guess they'll try and follow this up with maybe another lawsuit to try and see what else they can get. Um, you know, there's a possibility of stopping, um, either trying to stop them to sell it or maybe getting money out of it. I'm not too sure where they'll go from here, but you know, we, we might also see um, Oculus try and try and go after that and um yeah see if they can put another case to say that uh reject the claims i don't know still very yeah. interesting yeah it is and yeah I, I don't know i'm surprised that they're going after it as much as they are uh, i read that they were seeking an injunction to stop sales of the oculus uh i wonder if i don't know i don't know that seems that seems like they'd be going further than they need to, to be honest. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought they'll probably go after like, I think I read somewhere um, that they'll go after like court fees and that sort of shit next. Right. Hmm. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Anyway. Nice. Uh, next, next one is uh, YouTuber pleads guilty to online betting offenses. Did you see this one from today? Um, a little bit, maybe? A little bit, a little bit. This is about FIFA, right? Yeah, this is a FIFA one. Yeah, I did see this a little bit. You know what? I, I was thinking about this. 
because I was thinking about, hey, we'll probably talk about this, right? But, uh, like, I don't know. I think we might go a little bit too hard on the old YouTubers doing stupid shit type dealio. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't deserve to have, like, the shit piled on them, but I don't know. Just, like, does it feel like games media, like, anytime YouTubers do something bad, we're like, look at this. Look at how bad they are. Ooh. This feels, I don't know, a little bit vindictive. For reasons I don't understand. Well, I do understand, but I don't. But Maybe they should stop doing it. <laughs> they definitely should. I guess, like, on on one hand, like, it feels good to remind everyone that YouTubers are corrupt as balls, especially because we get accused of being corrupt as balls. I mean, while we're sitting here with, like, no fucking gambling website, no dodgy <laughs> fucking gambling website, giving us fucking millions of dollars or whatever the fuck. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Just saying. Yeah. So this one was a YouTuber who had um, uh, 1.3 million subscribers that was in a partnership with a gambling website that um, he was basically promoting on his channel. Um, and so he pleaded guilty to a couple of offenses. Uh, let me see where I, if I can find them. Uh, gambling without a li- operating license. Uh, and advertising of unlawful gambling. Um, what else is here? Yeah, they're the two that he got charged for. So he, right. he pleaded guilty for those two. And then his partner got a few other things as well. Um, anyway, that like there was a pretty fucking slow news week and that, that seemed to be something that everyone was reporting on today. They'd even hit mainstream news. So um, it seemed quite, quite a big. Yeah, well, yeah. So basically they were running a, uh, a website called FUT Galaxy. Yeah. I guess FIFA Ultimate Team Galaxy. Uh, that would allow you to use vir- like transfer the virtual currency from the game mm-hmm. out of the game, uh, and people are using that to to gamble. And so this isn't this wasn't this isn't like the Counter Strike one because the Counter Strike one they were like deliberately attempting to obscure the uh, way people were winning or like the odds of people winning or anything like that. Um, but this one it seems like they were like just straight up gotten for running a fucking gambling ring. Like they just, they got done for illegal gambling related shit, like gambling without our license. And because the gambling without it, like without the license, uh, occurred, right. Any advertising of that gambling was therefore illegal. Mm-hmm. And so like you can't, because the, the gambling itself is illegal. So they're advertising, illegal gambling so all of their like offenses are related to the fact that they were uh, running a gambling license uh ring without a license and that doesn't like that that so what i guess what i'm saying is this isn't that there wasn't impropriety this was just i guess ignorance of law i'm not saying that there wasn't any fucking dodgy shit going on in the background either by the way I'm just saying that that's not what they are being punished for. Um, they weren't found to have been, yeah, obfuscating how likely you are to win or anything like that. Like as far those, as we know. huh? As far as we know, yeah. As far as we know, yeah. But those Counter Strike dudes were like, "Oh, look at how much I won!" While they were like leading on, like what using fucking weighted dice and shit. Yeah, while well, they were changing in the background. Yeah, that's that's nothing like this. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah. That's the news. That's slow, the news. Super slow news week. Nothing happening. 
through that. Say, I got some new headphones. Did you? I did. Nice. They're crazy. I got the, so they're Logitech G five three threes, and I went went. Hold from up, the, hold up. Did they send you these? <laughs> we we yes. got we've gone from an article about <laughs> dodgy fucking. YouTube. I was getting to all of this shit. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah. So I've gone from the rig five hundreds, I guess that yeah. we had, um, and uh, I've shifted to these things. Um, I'm I'm writing some stuff about esports and sound uh and uh yeah these things are fucking like i'm not saying that they're the greatest headphones ever i'm saying that the fucking improvement over the budget headphones that i used to have is significant yeah like i it, it is i likened it to going from being fucking colorblind to being able to see colors and shit like before i could see everything right but if you said, look at the green thing, I'd be like, uh, yeah, lots of shit over here is green or whatever I recognize to be green. Uh, and then suddenly I can see colors and I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. That's the green thing. Like been playing quite a bit of Rainbow Six, yeah. uh, which was on the list, but you skipped over for, for reasons I don't understand. I, th- uh, I asked you if there's anything else we played and you said no. Well, I thought you were looking at the list and I'd forgotten. So... And then I looked at the list, and uh, and then I remembered. Anyway, I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six, uh, and it is legit. Like, I have access to a whole new range of shit. It, it does, like, uh, I guess, digital surround. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, being able to, like, fucking hell. It, I, I imagine, yeah, if I was playing on some sort of mono headphones and I moved to stereo the difference would be as amazing. Like you, you're going from, Oh, I've got this information to suddenly it's like, Holy fuck. I have so much more information now. There's a guy above me. Yeah. There's a guy above me. Uh, he's slightly behind. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I actually know where this fucker is and where he's heading as opposed to he's leftish. It's actually taken me some adjusting. Like the first few games I played were just fucked. (laughs) Because <laughs> I, I didn't know what the fuck I was hearing. I'm like, uh, this like, it was like an overwhelming amount of fucking sound. <laughs> One thing I found out about these things is you can't plug them into USB 3. Oh, okay. This is apparently a factor with a lot of Logitech headphones. Huh. Drew Drew told me about this, but like with wireless headphones, if they're like plugged into USB 3, they fuck up. And that was happening quite a bit with these things was they just, the sound would drop out for no reason at all. Yeah. Pretty annoying mid-game, to be honest. Uh, like, you're just rolling around and then you go from, oh, my God, this is almost too much information to, okay, now I can't hear anything at all. This is significantly worse. Uh, so, yeah, found that out. That was that was a learning thing for me. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, I like them. But, yeah, they're significantly more expensive. Like, significantly more expensive. I think they retail for, like, 250 or some shit. Cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, nice. Should we wrap up there then? Well, we got questions, Dick Hole, and Patreon thing that you still haven't done anything okay. with. I can do that now if you want. Right, Patreon is down for maintenance. Yeah, it is. That's why it wouldn't load for me before. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on with our Patreon? It's like broken." But now it's come up with actual message saying it's uh, down for maintenance. 
Let's do the questions. Uh, all right. Dang is right. Yep. Why is Jack and Daxter the greatest franchise in Gamaying history? History. Good question, Dang is. Didn't uh, we do this one last week? No, he's asked a series of Jack and Daxter quest- yeah, oh. questions, and he's built uh, all the way up to this one. Uh, this is the worst of all of them uh, because you couldn't be any further from the truth. It is. This is like the fucking dear dad of a new generation okay uh <laughs> some some terrible questions hangers and i'm gonna need you to stop i uh, also asked if there was a movie to be made about the gap who would be cast as joby and luke obviously keanu reeves is luke this is yeah. that is not even up for like there's nothing uh there's not no, no question here like just straight up keanu reeves is luke and uh i think that uh, what's his place who, who plays Spock would have to play me I had a girlfriend who was convinced that I looked like Sila from Heroes convinced that I was identical <laughs> to him I thought you were talking about Leonard Nimoy <laughs> Leonard Nimoy uh, well we do have a very rich and deep voice but uh, I'm afraid mine is not Nimoy-esque. No, I mean, so, yeah, Zachary Quinto, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, yeah, that's that's my pitch. Uh, who would play Heath? Um, someone blonde and dumb. Maybe Tim Vine uh, or Ryan Stiles from the Drew Carey show. Uh, okay. Yep, I think so. Uh, Jay, obviously. What about Jay one of the Wilsons? Um, um Owen Wilson for Luke Wilson for Heath. Yeah. Oh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, maybe we'd have to get his nose straightened out. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yep. Uh, who would play Jung? Jung could play Jung. Yeah, he could do it himself. Yeah. Jung just plays himself. That'd be good. Uh, yeah. Jack Chan is obviously Jay and <laughs> Nate. Nate. Jeepers. Uh, it's a good question. Need like six foot three bearded man. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Someone else will have to tell us. Uh, we got more questions. Maybe while we th- try to think of who Nate could be. Uh, who was unloading the dishwasher in the last episode? Good question, Baz. I believe it was Luke's girlfriend. Uh, probably. Yeah, it was driving me bananas. Um. Simo writes in, as Uber Rainbow Six players who are too good for the pro scene, what operators would you recommend buying? I've got enough points for like six of the initial ones and I can't decide who to get. I've got some good answers for this. What do you reckon? Uh, I was looking up uh, bearded actors, so... Ah, good one. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, while you continue to do that... Like, you know, almost any male actor can just grow a beard, right? Like... They Jeff, could just Jeff Bridges get a beard for the role. Zach Galifianakis. That is no way. Not even a little bit. Um, okay, where are so, we? What was the question? Rainbow Six. Who are the operators that we recommend as must buys? Thermite. Thermite number one. Straight off the bat, Ash, uh, I think, and Twitch. Uh, my three picks for attackers, and I'd say in that order, in my opinion. Uh, just because they've they've got a good combo of good primaries and good uh, useful um, like function whatever like powers whatever the fuck you call them 
middle mouse button attacks. Mm. Uh, Twitch's DMR weapon, the I think it's the 418, is a fucking... It's a bean machine. It's a headshot fucking... It's a killer. It's a straight-up killer. Um, the uh, other, like... Thermite is just... If if you've got a thermite, if you can bring a thermite, then uh, your team is pretty much set. And um, Ash, Ash is just she's good. I don't know she her fucking gun fires so fucking fast. Like the rate on fire, rate of fire on that fucking weapon is just goofy. And so you get away with some shit that you might not otherwise get away with with Ash. And obviously, it's always helpful to be able to take out windows and stuff from afar. Uh, but it's not that necessary in every situation. Um, if like maybe Thatcher, like if we're like going lower than that or like lower than the top three, I guess Thatcher has shifted down for me just because I think it's too easy. Like as Twitch, you can do all the shit that you mm-hmm. do as Thatcher, but you can also harass the fuck out of everyone inside and the trick with twitch the the reason you want twitch is that if you tag a person right uh with your twitch drone if you just do one attack with your twitch drone you get an assist for every single kill so if you can twitch if you can tag everyone in every round you get five fucking assists baby if everyone on the other team dies that's five assists right there baby you're definitely the mvp i've gotten many mvps without getting a single kill just because I've twitched in <laughs> ah. and tagged everyone for 10 health. <laughs> but like there are, there are other circumstances where I have been so fucking annoying with the Twitch drone that the uh, enemy, like the defending team has gotten ultra distracted and my team has managed to like step into shit and just murder them while they're all trying to desperately get rid of the thing that keeps zapping them. Um, so yeah, there's there's multiple levels to that shit. On the defensive side, what do you reckon? Rook. I guess Rook is an, uh, an obvious one, but he's not fun to play. So I let it someone else pick Rook. I always go Rook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I don't think he's not I don't think he is unfun to play. I think he's like he's not active, I suppose. Well, you put but, a fucking bag down and that's it. You're done. Yeah, but like because he's heavy heavily armored, he also has this sort of it's like you're incentivized to stay close to the objective because you can't like return very quick. So you're not a Roma, but you are able to soak up some shit and you can like, I think as the Rook, uh, I feel like, uh, I've got a bit more of an opportunity to shot call because I'm able to eat a little bit more shit and direct our Romas back into the correct areas. I don't know. That's how I feel. Um, uh, who else? I don't know if you can afford her, but I think Valkyrie is a spectacular. Valkyrie and Frost. But they're both DLC, so I think they might be much more expensive, so you might not be able to afford them. But those are like, those are, if I had to pick three, it'd be those three in that order uh, of who I play. If someone picks Rook, then I usually go Valk or Frost. Of the ones that you could probably, like the originals that you could probably buy, uh, Capcan is uh, actually super, super viable right now. I was playing a game uh, yesterday, maybe, or Monday. Today's Tuesday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, And three people got killed on Capcan lasers, like three separate doorways all in the one round. I ain't never seen that shit. I I haven't seen that shit back when, like, 
Capcan was like being fucking glitched and shit. No, <laughs> not that many people died to fucking Capcan. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, but people are getting really crafty with where they're putting them, and uh, yeah, so you're able to really hide that shit well, mm-hmm. which is good. And uh, I never play him, but who's the dude who does the fucking grenade thing, the anti-grenade thinger? Uh, Jaeger. Y- yeah. Is it Jaeger or is Jaeger the fucking? Um, battery packs. Um, Whichever one does the anti-grenade thing, uh, I yeah, always yeah, yeah. I always feel better when he's on my team. I've never played him though. Like, or like I've played everyone once or twice, but I rarely ever play him. It's just that's that to me. He doesn't feel like he's got a lot of utility. Um, yeah, I, I like playing uh, Fuse as well. He's kind of on attack. Yeah, yeah just fucking get up to a wall and just let loose but i feel like you don't want to buy fuse in your top three because if you go into a fucking hostage, hostage. map yeah. then you're sort of fucked well you do it in rooms where you know people are that aren't in the hostage room no there's still too much risk <laughs> there's still too much risk like i've seen it fucking bounce and it maybe doesn't make it to the hostage but it might make it somewhere you don't really need it to go and yeah I fused into a. We were on Cafe Dostoevsky, and uh, I fused in to the kitchen, uh, but I put it down in like half half a meter in the wrong place, yeah. and fused into a room that Heath was in. <laughs> Somehow, I didn't kill him. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty amazing. Uh-huh, but yeah. Anyway, I guess something we'll talk about maybe next week is uh, if we can get Nate on the uh, Invitational. Yep. Um, he was over there for that, and the um, the big games were on over the weekend. I did manage to watch some of them. Oh, yeah? Um, which was, yeah, man, I, I really enjoy watching those games. Um, yeah. Because they play completely different to pub games. Oh, yeah. Uh, just the whole notion of they, like, it's... <laughs> When, when we kind of play, there's, uh, you know, we kind of tend to hang around the same area. Or these guys, it's like, there are people all over the fucking place. Like, if it's a three-level map, there's people on every single level, like, yeah. guarding. And they've got holes in fucking walls everywhere. And it's just chaos. It's really fun to watch that game. Um, and I think when you compare this type of shooter to a game like Counter-Strike, I, I just, as a huge Counter-Strike fan, as much as I am, just this is on a completely another level in terms of strategy and what's going on um which is why i like it so much yeah and it's growing a lot they threw some stats out and yeah this game is getting bigger and bigger which is really good yeah um the new dlc operators drop tomorrow well yeah by the time people hear this so yeah it'll be out so that'll be interesting as well. I am very intrigued to see how they go. I can't wait to see what the fucking defender chick is going to be like. There's two new operators. Have we talked about them? One of them can see people's footsteps, which means she'll be able to hunt down roamers and shit, which will be, that'll be some fucking good shit. Uh, sorry, that's a he. We, uh, he's the we did talk about it last week, but we were speculating how they worked. We actually know how they work now. Yeah, the defender chick, she puts a fucking window into reinforced walls. She, they don't have to be reinforced, but obviously more useful in reinforced walls. Yeah. And uh, and it's a one-way mirror, basically. Uh, she can see out, they can't see in, and she can destroy 
it's completely bulletproof not even like uh glass can see through it no, it can shoot through it but uh yeah if she hits a gas canister on it she can open the window and then shoot out and uh it's gonna be interesting i, I just keep thinking of chalet if you get like the uh the snow ski room on biohazard or bomb mm. and putting it on the garage door there yeah and being able to see everyone outside that garage door the entire fucking time and uh yeah being able to decide when you want to fucking pop it so that you fuck everyone it's gonna be some shit man it's gonna be very interesting it, so it's only ring it's only walls right you can't put it on the floor yes okay i believe i don't know Maybe we'll try it. We'll try it out. I don't think you put it on the floor. Like, could you put on a hatch is what I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. I, I get it. I just don't know if you can. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that should be... I'm looking forward. I think we'll be playing some of that after we're done here, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It seems like you play is apparently down, so... Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Everything's down. Patreon's down. You play's down. Yeah. What the Very fuck? unhelpful. Oh, uh, we did have another question. Uh, Miracle. Uh, said that he w- wanted to answer Simo's question himself. Uh, go for it, Merrick. Like, jump in, man. Like, you can answer the questions. We're still going to answer them, but uh, you can jump in. Yep. Uh, he had another question, though. Um, he loves the scars. I love scars, but Blackbeard bores me as an operator. Kind of feels scummy, too. Is there a gun you are a fan of in other games or real life that you'd like to see in Siege? I don't really, I'm not a fan of any particular guns in real life. Uh, but uh, they've like they've actually done a really good job of dragging across a lot of the guns that I'm a huge fucking fan of in other games. Like the four one six is already in the game, uh, which is a gun that I really fucking like. I believe the Mark seventeen uh, somebody already has that. I think it might even be fucking Blackbeard hmm. uh, with the fucking Mark seventeen, uh, and I, I'm a huge fan of that gun in other games. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think he does. Yeah, Mark 17 CQB. Uh, that's, his, that's his other one. Yeah, maybe that's the Scar. I don't know. I don't know gun names necessarily either. But uh, yeah, he does like the, the shield on it. It's still a massive pain in the dick, especially when he's peeking. Um, but it's surprising how fast I've gotten at adjusting as soon as I realize who the fuck it is. It'd be very helpful if I could work out who it was beforehand. Uh, it's always priority. But, uh, yeah, if I can, uh, like, see him, like, ping twice into his shield and then work it out and then shoot him in the fucking chest. Thumbs up to that. That's the, that's the fucking dream. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Luke, any guns? Nah, not really. Um, no? Nah, I, I guess in Siege... Uh, in particular, you can uh, go to the stats page and see what you're good at. Yep. Um, I have a feeling that my top player is um, either Thermite or Fuse. It's one of those two. Uh, I'm not sure what guns they use, but um, yeah, it's definitely one of those two, I know. Yeah. That's my best. So what does he use? Uh, 556XI. Don't know what that is. Uh, AK-12. Yeah, that's um, AK-12's on Fuse. So I think that's my best gun. Yeah. It's the gun you use the most in DayZ as well, isn't it? The AK. Yeah, I've got an AKM. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's my, my gun, I think. My, get- my video game gun. Uh, otherwise, Railgun. I think Railgun's best gun. Fuck yeah. All day, baby. 
<laughs> no, it's for chumps. Rocket launcher. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Okay, good questions. Thank you for the questions. Yes. Um, yes. And I think Patreon is still down. Let me check. It is it still is. down for maintenance. Fuck fucking hell anyway um luckily i've got email so yeah we'd like to thank our patreon uh members but especially our uh, our newest ones which are this week was harry c so thank you to harry c for um subscribing to us every month thanks harry that's awesome it's awesome um, yeah anybody else would like to do that then go to patreon.com slash the ga podcast where uh, when it's when it's not down when it's not down for maintenance schedule maintenance apparently we didn't get told about that but whatever no. um yeah you can go and uh if you can you don't have to but if you can uh you can go and, and subscribe to us monthly it helps us pay for things like hosting and uh hopefully eventually make this podcast better allow us to do more things we're getting close to our other goal which is cool um, means more podcasts we got to think of something else to put on there because we've been thinking of stuff but we're not sure yet yeah we're trying to work out how we can make it viable <laughs> yeah but um, yeah some good ideas rolling in we just got to work out if we can actually do them yeah um, <laughs> so we appreciate everybody that's helping support the show that's really awesome yeah uh, otherwise I think that's it you can find us on facebook.com slash GA podcast twitter.com slash GA podcast um you can email us at the gapodcast at gmail.com. True. Otherwise, the show, this show right here, you can find on iTunes, Android, Windows Store as well. Um, yep. Under the Gap or the GA Podcast. You can also rate and review us. Helps other people find it. And what else have we got? Our Discord channel. Discord. Can we say that? Yep. No. I don't know. Go to the gapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, that'll redirect you to our Discord channel. We've got a lot of people in there. Uh, we play video games. You can jump in and do stuff like play uh ghost recon wildlands which is what we did during the beta have yep. some people from the um from the gap community jump in which is awesome yep had some good That's fun very cool um otherwise the gapodcast.com go there check out all the past episodes and links and everything is on there if you're not too sure which is cool uh i think that's it anything from you job that you're doing this week or next week. Uh, no, we'll have some stuff up on Red Bull from um, from Nate from the Invitational. Uh, if you do head over to Red Bull, I assume you've already got it bookmarked. Uh, you might notice that it had like it's got a brand new look, which is pretty cool. Um, it's like actually decent. The CMS is I like working with CMS now, uh, which is different for CMSs. Our I guess our uh, podcast. CMS isn't that bad, but most of the time they're awful. This one's pretty good. It's like pretty fucking functional, which is cool. Uh, and yeah, uh, hopefully I should have a Sniper Elite review out very soon. But it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting for timing wise because uh, it's embargoed until next Tuesday. Uh, so that won't be this week, but it will be for, before we record the next podcast. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm having trouble getting my hands on PC code. So yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, cool. Um, That's about it. Nice. I don't have anything going up this week, but I do next week. But I can't talk about that yet. So cool. That's fun. Um, otherwise, you can find me at twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E, for things that I post about, which is usually not exciting. 
Otherwise, Job is also on there. What are you going as these days on that thing called Twitter? Joby Jojo. Uh, I need a new name. Um, I should call myself maybe Joby Elite 4, seeing how I'm reviewing it. Uh, yeah, Sounds makes good. sense. Cool. Nice. Uh, that's it for this week. Yep. Next week, uh, hopefully we can get Nate on. I know he's been super busy. Yeah. Uh, is he back yet? Do you know? Or? Uh, no, I think tomorrow he lands. Back. Okay. And then we'll bug him and be like, hey, come talk about Siege yep. with us and how that was. Yep. Because um, that sounds like it's pretty awesome. When do you leave for Hawaii, Dickhole? Uh, I'm here next week. I'm here for next podcast. But not the one after that? Not the one after that, no. Or what about the one after that? Uh, poss- possibly. I have to check my schedule. How long do I have to fucking carry this shit for? One week. Yeah. For now. For now. For now. One week. I might, I might just put solo it. I'm, I'm thinking about soloing it, eh? <laughs> yeah, Just because it's, it's a, always a high-quality podcast when I solo. It's super high-quality. Yeah. It was like, I did it once before. It was pretty good. So. Yeah. So what evs? What evs, mate? Uh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for everyone for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.